sometimes that kind of blues will make you even kill one another or do anything. That kind of love will hit It goes here on this side. That's where the blues started. It ain't on this side. It's over here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. some reason i'm like looking like i'm flicking around and doing all kinds of weird shit here welcome to silver and gold i'm the loaf with me the zom and his healthy testes (laughs) this is episode number what did i say 48 we got a little sweaty flesh in the sweaty south double feature for you today little baby doll from 1950 and uh, six. Yes. And Black Snake Moan from 2006. 50 years apart. Cool. So we'll get into those very shortly. Azamsa, how are you today? And how was well, your week? Unbeknownst to everyone, in, well, for the most part, everyone, I was having a bit of a problem. <laughs> Okay, and I just uh, just found out yesterday that my balls will remain uh, attached to my body. Yay! Hey! Uh, <laughs> I uh, uh, one day, you know, I, put it this way: when they say early detection of anything, you know, you should go get it checked out. You know, this and that. Well, there's no person that would have any earlier detection than me for as much as I play with myself. So <laughs> I noticed that, um, I, I noticed that, uh, you know, I, and I think that I actually maybe had even said on here or said to you or something, uh, I bought this underwear and at like Walmart and it fit funny. And it just like my balls felt like they were hanging out like one side. Well, I think it was because my, my, my left my balls or my ball was um, growing. So anyway, uh, I noticed one day that uh, th- something wasn't right. I was out of balance, as in one side was bigger than the other, and um, it was. <laughs> but, but two for two or two days in a row, I got to get filled up by two different men, and. They both assured me that it was nothing. <laughs> <End of> story. 
Zom's, to, Zom's engorged to. ball. And then healthy. I decided after those two guys handled my balls that I would go to the doctor. <laughs> my ball is fine. It just needed some emptying. No, believe me. That's what I told him. I said, hey, they're working fine. Believe me. <laughs> Pumping out at least, you know, a quarter a day. The ball is fine. <laughs> well, good job. Good job. How, so good how, job, good how job. was the rest of your week? Um, besides my balls. Besides your balls. Uneventful. I was worried, ma'am. I, w- I could imagine. I mean, I was just stuffing myself with corn chips. I was so upset. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I was like sitting there and I was like, oh my God, okay, you know, what if they have to cut one of my balls off and, you know, what am I going to do? But, you know, I guess it was all for nothing. But, I, you know, it, 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 it would, um, it feels like I have blue balls in one ball. Mm, but not like, the other ball. Is there any so, is there any fix? Do they provide a fix for you? Well, my friend, I talked to him about it and he said he had the same thing and they can go in and operate and what it is is a cyst and um um I just wish that I had one on the other ball too so that they would be the same size. <laughs> so I'd look like I had two big balls. And, uh, so anyway, um but he said he decided he was like, well, you know, if it's not bothering me that much, I'm not. And he goes, mine's been like that for for ten years. And he goes, just every he goes, uh, he said his balls. Oh my god, you almost threw up. Uh, no, I, no, I didn't. That was no, very no. wet. And uh, well, that was a uh, Italian hot Italian sausage from like, uh, five hours ago. But um, uh, he said his aches sometimes. So mm. I don't know. It's weird. It's just like, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's balls. Ball balls. talk. So anyway. Welcome to Ball Talk with Silver and Gold. Early detection. You, uh, check your balls. Yes. Because, uh, you know. Play with your balls, spice. ladies and gentlemen. If, you're, if your balls suddenly feel out of balance, and you'll know it too. I was riding my motorcycle and I was like, God damn, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like I'm leaning to the left. Why is this it so fun? hard to turn? <laughs> yeah, why do I keep in a circle? <laughs> <laughs> um, my dick would get bigger. <laughs> I need a cyst in my penis, please. Um, yeah, I, I had a pretty, I had a pretty okay week. I mean, you know, nothing compared to my ball talk. Nothing special. We got, we got a, we got a Dark Knight Rises into the theater a day early, but um, <laughs> Warner locked one of the cases on the print, <laughs> so we couldn't open it until yesterday. Fucking assholes. And by then, I didn't feel like going back and watching the screening, so I let everybody else do it for me. And you watched uh, it, and you had the opportunity? I had the opportunity to watch it last night, and I did not. God damn it. Just think what that could have done for the show. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, You know, I'm not feeling... I don't know. It's <laughs> some, something about... You're fucking going to be... You are going to be uh, a fucking film snob... And you're going to be like one of the cool kids. Oh, I don't really care about seeing the dark. Nah. No, I do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go see it, but I've been kind of mad on comic book films lately. Uh, I just haven't been. I've, I've not seen any. I mean, after Iron Man 2, I think I don't think I've even seen I've seen a superhero film. I didn't mm-hmm. go see New Spider-Man. I didn't go see Avengers, Thor, Captain America. I haven't seen any of those. And I mean, I, hey, I'd like to. I'm, I'm serious, though. Seriously, you what? may be gay. A little bit. I'm just a little gay. <laughs> just a little bit gay. Just in the butthole area. <laughs> I'm only gay when I'm biting a pillow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My left testicle is getting bigger. 
drain it, hurry. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I, I decided to stay home and watch the fucking movies for the show also, which I yeah, just that started, might be a good thing. started last night. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into those shortly. Anyway, uh, what have you been watching this week besides the movies for the show? And besides Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> All righty. Okay. The first thing I watched was a movie with Albert Finney, uh, that uh, Roger Award. Um, Roger, where are you? Motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he left me. Um, uh, he, has a new, he has a new friend out here. I'm uh, mad now. Somebody took my place. You son of a bitch, you mustache, you motherfucker. Uh, it's not me. No, it's, called, uh, <laughs> it's not me. Yeah, what? This is uh, this show is just, I mean, seriously, we should start over because this really is just fucking not even <laughs> It's fucking horrible. It's, nothing's funny. It's, nothing's it's good. It's better than felching, probably. <laughs> what? I haven't thought too much about that until you just said that. Hmm. Okay. It's called uh, Saturday Night, Sunday Morning, uh, starring Albert Finney. Uh, this is when Albert Finney, God, Jesus Christ, he had to have been like maybe late 20s. Uh, good movie. Uh, that was a uh, – we, we will probably be um, talking about this uh, sometime. As they say in the big time of podcasting, this is on our road map. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. Anyway, uh, next thing I watched uh, was a movie called Three Into Two Won't Go, uh, no matter how much you try. The starred Rod Steiger, and uh, um, Steiger is a married man, and he's uh, kind of like a salesman, and he's on the road a lot, driving around, businessman, you know, suit, nice car, and everything. And uh, picks up a young hitchhiker, and uh, they, well, what do you call it, fuck? And um, then uh, hijinks ensues, and it's not really hijinks. It's uh, kind of like um, uh, it's seen. It's one of those one things that's like seems like a good idea at the time, and then you know how young uh, girls are. You know how they are. <laughs> May, uh, no, 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 no. What? 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 Uh, next thing I watched was uh. a doc- documentary called Stalags. Okay, now this is pretty interesting. Uh, it's about – it's basically about um, in Israel after World War II and everything. I think it's like maybe like in the 60s, early 70s, um, these uh, books um, called Stalags became really popular. And what they are is what we would consider – or what we would call like Nazi exploitation, like um, uh, Ilsa – she wolf of the SS, but uh, they were books, and um, uh, they talked about the psychology of it, um, how what, you know why they were so popular in Israel, mm-hmm. which the books were basically uh, these big-breasted Nazi SS women in concentration camps torturing and beating like American GIs, or and then there were some of them where it would be like. Um, uh, the SS in concentration camps having these Jewish women be their like it'd be like uh, 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 General Schultz's I was General Schultz's bitch and stuff like that and oh, they were wow. really popular and it was like okay you know that's kind of strange considering you know 
it, it being in Israel and after World War II. But it's pretty it's pretty good to doc. I know, didn't know anything about it, and they talk about the the history of going to uh, Nazi exploitation stuff. Next thing I watched was a movie called Walk on the Wild Side. I say, hey, babe, take the wild side. Little Willie never once gave it away. <laughs> Every time Sammy had to pay and pay. Um, no, anyway, this is good. Uh, I had never heard of this. It stars Lawrence Harvey, uh, Jane Fonda, and this uh, actress. And I guess it's pronounced like uh, her. Her she has just like one of those one name deals, like Capuchin or Capucine. <laughs> Have you ever heard of her? Uh. Uh-uh. It's almost like spelled like Cappuccino, but it's just like. I don't know, but man, she's fucking. Oh, she's good looking. I'm really thinking uh, about taking cappuccinos completely off the menu at the theater because people. I'd say more than half the people that order them, when you hand it to them, they're like, "Why is this so light?" Like the fucking thing, a cappuccino is like half foam, and when you hand them a half foam drink, they look at it like, "What? I ordered a cappuccino, not this." I'm a fucking retard. One lady, one lady apparently, uh, guy James that works there said he, he she uh, she ordered a cappuccino. He made it, and he said he has trouble with the milk foam sometimes. And he said, "I was so proud. I made such good foam and everything." And I handed it to her, and she looks at it. And first, she asked for more ice. It was an iced cappuccino, which might be the dumbest drink on earth. And uh, you're the she, dumbest drink on earth. And then, uh, and then she, after he added more ice, she looks at it again and says, "Where's the caramel and the whipped cream?" <laughs> yeah, well, you just let's just get an ice cream cone, bitch. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, sorry, um, cappuccino. It's a uh, uh, C A P U C I C I N E. And I just posted a Capucine, thing, Capucine. which actually was a coincidence uh, from a website. I just posted it on our message board, uh, her versus Carol Baker, who was nice. one of the movies we're going to. And it's like, I guess, a website where you – it's called Net Brawl. And you go and you have like two hot chicks and you pick which one I like you, know, that. You, you would take. That's kind of cool. I just found that. I'm going to – probably during the entire show, I will be on there. Uh, ignoring ignoring your reviews and just no, nah, just ignoring when you're talking. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, this stars. Uh, okay, well, let's get back to. It. Okay, this is called Walk on the Wild Side. Um, one of the, I liked it. Okay, it's um, it's about a guy Lawrence Harvey, and um, who is the father of Domino Harvey from the you know movie Domino with uh, what's her face. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> And he's a he's kind of a, a cowboy who's uh, like not a hobo, but he's he's uh, trying to get to New Orleans to find this girl that he was in love with. And the whole thing revolves around this uh, New Orleans fancy New Orleans whorehouse. It mm-hmm. also stars Barbara Stanwyck, who's very good in it. And I think it has some oh, I think it has some lesbian undertones in it. And Jane Fonda, it looks like she's about uh, 19 years old. And my goddamn man, does she have a fucking hot body. Fuck a duck. I know she got like to where she was real political and all that shit, and she kind of uglied and hippied herself up. But before she did that, that's like the Barbarella stage and everything when she was young. Jesus Christ. There's, I posted a picture where she bends over with her legs straight. Uh, like she's hitchhiking, uh-huh. and I'm like, God damn, man, she had an ass on her. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Took my breath away. <laughs> uh, next thing I watched was on uh, HD on uh, my big screen TV. Uh, after watching Beneath the Planet of the Apes, I went in reverse order. Uh, I watched um, um, <laughs> Planet of the Apes uh, episode four. 
or episode one, depending on what time you go through. Let's see. Okay, if they actually start when the humans okay, if if <laughs> if the one was when the apes were still slaves, okay, and the humans were in control. That really should be episode one, even though it was really the fifth one. So we'll go back. So actually the first Planet of the Apes is actually Planet of the Apes episode four, a dark a planet or something. I don't know. So anyway, I watch Planet of the Apes. I whatever. Fucking Star Wars, stupid shit. I hate them crap. Fucking <laughs> rules. Um, this is good. I like the music in it. I like Heston. Just I kind of was on a big Heston thing this past week. Um, I never, you know, I, well when he got older because when he was younger he was involved in like civil rights and stuff like that in the sixties. You know, I'd seen pictures of him and Brando and and Paul Newman and these guys. Uh, you know, uh, protesting. You know, for of course, maybe they, he was protesting against civil rights. And maybe, yeah, maybe they did. They probably didn't get along later in life. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I liked Heston. I thought he was a he was a uh, even though he was kind of um, over the top kind of actor. He he wasn't like a Shatner actor. I thought he was pretty good. You know, I liked him, and he was a good action guy, and he could do. A, he was very diverse. Had a good look. Had this fucking big mule teeth, but was handsome. You know, mm-hmm. so anyway, I like Planet of the Apes. Uh, watched it; it looked really good. Um, check it out. It's on eight. It's in HD on Netflix. Uh, so, but you know, I, I discovered that when you get those really good HDMI cables, that everything looks really cool. Um, watched uh, Once Upon a Time in the West twice, which is a feat in itself because it's about four hours long. Uh, the first time I watched it was <laughs> I watched it with the commentary. And I will say right now that John Carpenter, why they even – okay, they if they said, okay, we're going to, you know – you you know show, screen this movie to you or even just this part and we'd like you to comment comment on it because you're the famous uh, director. Uh, once I did that and I got down what he said, I wouldn't have even fucking put it on there. It was embarrassing. Yeah. He he's ah, that dude. I'm sorry, but you're reviewing something. He goes, oh, there's that there's that really annoying gunshot sound that they use in all Italian movies and. You know, they always have the annoying gunshot sound, the annoying hoof things. And this part here, I don't know what they were doing. I, I, you know, I'm not really sure. I, here's a tracking shot. That's nice. You know, and I'm like, Ugh. Jesus Christ, dude, you're fucking awful. And he's gross and ugly. And Adrian Barbeau, what the fuck was she thinking? Ugh. Wait, who did the, the commentary? John Carpenter. That's, that's so weird. Like, that doesn't, I mean, like, of all the people they could have chosen... Well, you know, he didn't do the whole thing. They they had like a whole bunch of people. They had Alex Cox. Uh, they had Melius. Uh, but they did see they didn't do like the whole the whole movie. They, there there was like a I can't remember who it was. There were some really famous directors, Italian directors and stuff too. Uh, How that, was Alex Cox's? He was good. I was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, everything was good except fucking uh, Carpenter. But they but but because the movie was so long, they would basically talk about it, and then they'd say you know. Uh, John Melius was is a director. Da, da, da. He, you know, and I guess Melius had had a lot of dealings with um, uh, Sergio Leone, and Leone wanted him to direct Once Upon a Time in America with De Niro and James Woods. Yeah, yeah. And when he when he was asking Melius to write it, and um, he 
Leone didn't have the rights to it yet, the book that he wanted to base it on. And then when he finally got the rights, Melius was doing something else, was, mm. was uh, doing like another movie and couldn't do it. So that would have been cool if that would have happened. Uh, so anyway, but it's still good. And then, uh, you know, the movie in itself, Jesus Christ, it's just such a visual. Yeah, I could watch the goddamn movie and turn the sound off. That's how fucking good it is. Visually <laughs> stunning. Mm. Claudia Cardinale is just, oh my God. If you put her and Raquel Welch in a fucking room together, I don't know what the fuck I would do. I'd just kill myself. Um, that doesn't even make sense. Why would I kill? I'd rape them and then I'd kill myself. I would, because <laughs> then I could live in prison with the thought of having sex with them. God, boy, those were some beautiful women back then. Uh, no, I wouldn't rape them. <laughs> Not for rape. I wouldn't even hit somebody in the head with a brick or anything. Wink, uh, <laughs> wink, off the air uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, waka waka. That's gonna. We'll probably get the fucking emails about that. Were you talking about me when you <laughs> about hitting somebody in the head with a brick? I promise I didn't. I didn't mean it. Paul, I wasn't talking about you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to clarify that. Uh, next thing I watched was Green Lantern, which I bought on Blu-ray, pretty cheap, and I never got a chance to watch it because I bought it and then one of my friends borrowed it, and I just never got a chance to watch it. Um, this wasn't very good. Yeah. No. It wasn't. I, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm an apologist for Green Lantern. You know what? Maybe Green Lantern is the last superhero movie I saw other than Iron Man 2. It's a, I, I, I liked it okay, but I'm a, I, I, I love Green Lantern, though. So Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I've been reading Green Lantern. I really like it. But I just I, – uh, I don't know. I didn't like – Ryan Reynolds had the look. Yeah. But he just kind of – he Ryan Reynolds did too much. And I like Mark Strong. I wish they would have just had a fucking Sinestro movie because uh, he was fucking good. Maybe they will. Maybe there'll be a sequel. Yeah, maybe they'll have a <laughs> Yellow ring, motherfucker. I don't know. I don't know what it was. And, and I'll tell you another thing. Um, I, I talked about the, the talked about this. What am I trying? I talked to my friend, one of my friends, about this uh, uh, last night. And um, that's like the Avengers. It wasn't like a great movie. But they got it because when people go see shit like that, they just want, they want to see action, mm-hmm. fucking lots and lots of action, just like a comic book, lots of fighting, lots of action and shit like that. When they get into too much of this, uh, you know, fucking uh, the origin stories, and it takes too long to develop. That's like the last parts of Green Lantern I liked when the, when the some of the action shit was going on. But anyway, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Uh, beep, beep, beep. And one of our listeners. Told me, said, "Hey, did you did you watch all the way through the uh, through the uh, credits and see what happened after the credits finished?" And I was like, "No." So I went back in, fucking jumped on, and on my on the Blu-ray, there is nothing after the credits. I went all the way through. I went to the That's special weird. features and everything. Nothing. So I had to get on YouTube and see the Sinestro stuff, which was cool. Next thing I watched was uh, Rocky Two. And uh, Rocky Two is Rocky Two. <laughs> no, you know uh, the thing I liked about Rocky Two, I, I liked when Rocky was dumb because he was dumb, and you don't get you know right. He was brain damaged dumb from f- boxing, and you don't get fucking you know suddenly smart. So, but he um, he got like uh, thirty four thousand dollars for fighting Apollo Creed, who probably got like ten million. <laughs> And Rocky that, and Spinell was like, you know, but that's before taxes. You know, taxes kill you. And Rocky, so probably Rocky got probably twenty four thousand dollars, and you would think that he got 
he won a $10 million lottery. He goes out and buys a Burt Reynolds Trans Am, this huge house and all this and that and everything. I'm like, you know, so it's kind of funny. It was kind of cool to watch Rocky, you know, fucking show what a loser he was. But he wasn't a loser in the end. Uh, I wish he would have died. Uh, I wish he would have died. I wish he would have died at the end of... I think at the end of the first one, or <laughs> yeah. Rocky Four, he, he the whole training sequence, the fucking being up in the mountains, training in the snow and shit, and then fucking Drago just obliterates him. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. and he the Russians gets, win. He gets eat every time. You know that would be great. <laughs> and Clubber Lang's like you know, like gang. Him and his buddies are gang banging Adrian, and she's loving it. <laughs> uh, next thing I watched was The Dark Knight, Knight. Uh, with uh, Christian Bale. And uh, the best part about this movie was he wasn't wearing hockey pads. Um, I like this movie's just fucking. I, Heath Ledger is just awesome in this. Gary Oldman is fucking awesome. Um, the only person that's not awesome is that ugly chick. Uh, so, anyway, she's just not. Oh my God, she's so just. Ugh. Ugh. I'm telling you, I'll be honest with you, and I will say this. If I was in a bar, if I was in my friend's bar back in my day, and Maggie Gyllenhaal was in that bar, I wouldn't give her the fucking time of day. Unless it was like last call and I was horny. (laughs) And then I wouldn't give her the time of day. I'd give her a uh, smattering of pancake batter all over her ugly fucking mug. (laughs) Fucking gross. (laughs) Plain ass, whatever. Oh. Anyway, let's see. Next thing I watched was a movie called Patterns. And this movie starred Van Heflin, who was in Shane. He played the dad in Shane. Uh, this is on Netflix Instant Watch. I never heard of it. And uh, it also has Ed Bagley. Well, not Ed Bagley Jr. It has his dad. Um, it's uh, kind of a corporate, big-time uh, business, big corporate uh, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. And Van Heflin's the... The guy from a small factory or whatever that's brought in and recruited and everything, and he sees how things are done. I, it wasn't bad. I, I liked it. Uh, I did not like how it ended, but the rest of the movie was pretty good for you know an oldie, uh, black and whitey, blacky and whitey. Uh, next thing I watched was not a black and white, and that was good because it was called The Agony and the Ecstasy about Michelangelo um, painting the Sistine Chapel. Uh, this starred Chuck Heston. Uh, it's another one of my Chuck Fest weeks. Um, Rex Harrison, which that doesn't sound like Rex Harrison, but I don't know why. I just wanted to say it that way. Um, it's good. It's uh, it's an H on on HD in HD, or I'm sorry, in HD on Netflix Instant Watch, and uh, just the sheer spectacle of it, mm-hmm. and um, you know the the art and uh, just the colors and everything in this is just in HD looks really good Uh, next thing I watched was Yakuza Papers Volume 1 Battles Without Honor and Humanity Um, I really like this Um, this is one though that this sounds really familiar to a podcast I wonder wonder Uh, if Jake took that name you think no he's not that smart he's not smart enough to steal uh 
Although that crafty chick that he's got might be. You know how they are. Anyway, no. Um, she's not going to be at Horror Hound either. What a crock of shit. I'm calling you out, Yuri. I'm calling you out. Boo. I'm calling you out. Has to go to the hospital and take care of sick people. That's a bunch of fucking... That's a big old bag of bullshit. They'll still be there when you get back. Yeah. We want smoked meat. Anyway. (laughs) And that's not like a metaphor or anything for people who've never been to Horror Hound. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We don't do things that other people don't know about. Uh, You know what? We haven't had crickets in a long time. Twice today already. Twice. Uh, next thing I watched. Now, Battles Without Honor and Humanity, I really liked it. It's one of these ones, though, I think I'm, I don't think, I'm definitely, I'm going to go back and watch it again. Because, and I hate to say this, I don't know if it's some kind of Caucasian facial recognition thing. And, and they've done studies on this that actually say, you know, when, when people say, oh, what do you think we all look alike? That if you are Caucasian and you're with, with, uh, like say whether it's an African American person looking at Caucasians or or an Asian person looking at African American person people um, that there's a certain facial recognition thing. I don't know if it's like Mila Jovovich and that shitty movie that she made, but that you it's harder to distinguish from people of not of your ilk or yeah. of your, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, but for me, and, and I I don't, I'll tell you what, I don't think it's as much that. I think if you took Say if you had a movie with nothing but Caucasian people in it and all the guys had their heads shaved bald and they all had relatively the same build and the same features and you didn't know any of them. They weren't notable actors and there was a lot of, you know, a, a lot of different characters. You would – it would, you know, be – you'd have to go back and watch it again before you started getting familiar with who was who. And that's, that's a that's a lot of the issue I usually have with like samurai movies is because mm-hmm. with the pol- political stuff that goes on, it's like I get lost. I I, I yeah. don't I don't know how to keep up with whose whose name is who and stuff. See, like this that. is that's the way this is sort yeah, of. Yeah. And I've heard other people express the same thing, but I am going to go back and watch it because it is it's fucking good, and I want to watch the rest of them too. I want to watch them. I like Asian stuff. Uh, next thing I watched was not an Asian movie. It's called Nazis at the Center of the Earth. I started that last week. <laughs> Man, that's fucking okay. This is. It's got to be a like a. It's not a. I don't know if it's a sci-fi original because it has nudity and shit in it. But it's on that level. Yeah. Like they have a snow snow plow crawler or whatever in the Antarctic. One of those big things. It's like a bulldozer but they ride around in it you can tell so i mean you can tell it is animation so bad but it's so bad i don't want to say it's so bad it's good because it's not good but it's got some funny shit in it because just the way they shoot it they have to be fucking trying to be bad Uh, well yeah it's it's done by um the asylum Mm mm-hmm and I think that's pretty much all they do. But they do a lot of those. The Asylum, they, they release a lot of those stupid, like, um, like, like mock, mock movies where when after it comes out, you'll see, like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example they did. Like, Transmorphers. I think yeah, that's I, an, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that where it's just a cheap, like, piggyback onto another, onto another uh, you know, existing big movie. And I don't, I don't guess this. That's what this one is, but um, that, that's what this kind of production studio is known for. Um, 
Yeah, that is on Netflix. Needs to watch Busey. Uh, the next thing I watched was The Unholy Four. Uh, this is another oldie, like 1955, 56 movie. Um, just caught this. Uh, I think I got this through other means a long time ago when they had something called a uh, E-Fray, each lay. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but it's not bad. It's a little, it's a little uh, kind of a thriller, um, whodunit kind of a deal. Um, I don't remember anybody that was in it because it was a British movie and I, I wasn't familiar with anybody and I didn't bring up IMDb, so whatever. Next thing I watched was a Hammer film, and I hope that this doesn't start some kind of a, a feud that I watched a Hammer uh, movie. So I won't go into it too much, but it's called Frankenstein, Monster from Hell. Yeah. And it does have the – what's that fucker's name? Uh, the, which one? The the fucking skinny face guy <laughs> with the real looked like a uh, fucking Skeletor with a wig on. His name was the Cush. Cushing, yes, the Cush. God damn it, that was on the tip of my tongue. The Cush. The Cush has a horrible fucking uh, wig on, and man, he. I'll tell you what, he has the skinniest. You would think that he was almost looks like he is. A concentration camp victim by his face. But then there's times where – and you can tell it's him. It's not a stuntman. He'll leap up on a table and jump on a monster and stuff like that. And uh, this movie wasn't very good. <laughs> the monster uh, – you know, Frankenstein's supposed to be uh, – I don't know. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, Frankenstein is supposed to be p- pieces of humans that they put together and this thing is – that's what this is supposed to be. And it looks like a goddamn giant fucking like – Sasquatch. If George the Animal Steel, yeah, <laughs> it was a Sasquatch with a gorilla face or something. It was just fucking – it was not good. Um, and it was only an hour and a half long. I'm surprised. I thought for sure it would be two hours. And the last <laughs> thing I watched, uh, which I was I was like, oh my god, I hope this thing fucking gets over with. It's – it's uh, if if you're if you're a hammer completist, listen to Hammocus because I don't want to talk about that movie anymore. Um, <laughs> last thing I watched, I started watching this morning. It's a documentary on Netflix Instant Watch, and it's called Under the Boardwalk, and it is a documentary about Monopoly and about like um, the history of the game Monopoly, oh, cool. and also uh, these. It, it kind of reminded me of that Scrabble. Uh, documentary I watched. Uh, they they have monopoly tournaments where all over the world, and then at the end of the year, all the winners from from each country or whatever and each place you know get together and they have this one big tournament. It was pretty cool. I, I liked it. It's uh you know so check it out. Check it out. I feel like you know I I don't know. It, I didn't watch as much this week. It was probably because of my nut. Um, and uh, worrying about my my balls—that's going to be a reoccurring theme—is my nuts. Uh, this whole show, but um, I feel like okay, like uh, maybe I watched—I uh, don't know—twelve, maybe fourteen movies. But I feel like Jesus Christ, like we've almost been talking about it for two hours now. <laughs> cree, cree. Um, right. That's it. I almost had a one hundred percent awesome movie week. Uh, I had one exception in there that kind of threw a monkey wrench in it, but um, still going on the uh, you know movies I haven't seen, except for ones we're watching for the show. Um, so uh, I started. I watched last uh, 
I guess after right after we recorded last. No, no, no. I, maybe I started it. That's right. Okay, we recorded over two days last week, and I watched this on Friday morning. So, um, but I, I watched uh, Haneke's German version of Funny Games, and we had quite a long discussion about it on on the Facebook group. And I thought this movie was great, and it seems to re- be very divisive. What uh, Facebook group? I don't remember a discussion. You must have, were you on another? Are you are you two timing? No, no, no. It was I don't ours. remember seeing that. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to dig it up. It, yeah, it was a long time. It, it got into crank again. Oh, so. a long time ago. Well, about a week. That's oh. pretty long on a Facebook group. It was on the crank one. No, no, no. It was on a different one because I I posted an image from. Funny was this Games. better than crank? No, uh, it was a close call. Okay, that's all one. No, I thought this movie was great. Um, crank. The, yes, and <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> But I was like, it's, it's one of those movies like after i saw it i was like okay i can understand like certain you know i was i was i was surprised to find out that it was v- pretty divisive um i, I there's some decisions made in it as plot wise that i could see being the div- divisive elements of the movie but i was surprised i mean i was honestly surprised that there's a lot of people that just don't dig haneke's work at all which i mean that's that makes sense there's going to be always but i fucking like him better than bill o'reilly though <laughs> and I have not seen the American make of his his American remake of Funny Games. So that's the only one I have seen. Okay. So you told me about the other one. Appar- it's in my instant queue, and I'm going to check it out. But apparently, that's pretty much shot for shot remade. So and well, maybe I shouldn't then. And well, somebody was telling me that this is the the German one was pretty much intended for an American audience anyway. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like how he wanted to do it all the time. Well, didn't we discuss it's the exact same the the same director and everything? He yeah, just did yeah, it yeah, ten yeah. years later. Yeah, so for the for the masses. I guess over after here. a time, he finally got the money to make the American version he wanted to in the first place. I don't know. Um, I like the part where Naomi Watts gets DP'd. <laughs> I don't think that happens in the original. with a golf club. Um. Then uh, I watched uh, Life of Brian, which is one actually I'd never seen before. I'd. I'd is that fucking Higgins? Is that yeah? The Life of Bryn. Um, I, I, uh, I've had this DVD forever. Uh, it, it, it's it's funny. I, I really like the part where Brian is out leaning out the window with everybody just chanting for him out the window, and he's like, he gets DP'd by a golf club. And he gets DP'd by a golf club <laughs> by this by by chicken side. It's crazy. And he, uh, but he's telling everybody, he's like. No, you must think for yourself. And then everybody chants in unison, we will think for ourselves. It's awesome. Um, that was a good movie. I don't get it. I don't either. Uh, Crazy Crazy Mama was the next one I watched. This is uh, this was the, the monkey wrench in my awesome week. This is Cloris Leachman, Stuart Whitman, um, and the redheaded guy from Happy Days. And, um, Ralph Mouth? I think, so. I think it was him. Um, this was not great at all. It was too, a little too silly. It's, um, it's kind of like these two women that work in a beauty parlor that are getting in trouble with rent and everything. And they decide to start, like, they decide to drive back to Arkansas where they used to have a farm back in the uh, depression era. And, who directed this? This is um the Corman movie? No, no, no. It's uh it's a big bigger director than that. Mm. I never can remember Cloris Leachman's name. I always think her name is Mulva. <laughs> Jonathan Demi. Dim Dim or Demi, I don't know how to say his name. Demi. But. Jesus Christ. Do you watch movies? I do, but this, this, it's good. I'm telling you what, this is gonna be one of those weeks. This is an early one and it, just, it wasn't good. Yeah, silent I mean, you know, 
Silence of the Lambs, one of my favorites. What year was that? Uh, crazy. crazy Mama? Like 76, 70, 75. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to fucking find it. Um, you do get to see Cloris Leachman without. Well, you, see, you get to see her titties, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's wearing this like ridiculous, like striped, tight ass dress the whole, the whole time with her cleavage hanging out. And uh, she nice. gives she gives Stuart Whitman a big soapy rub down in a bathroom. Yes, Donnie Most. That is Ralph Mouth. Um, I don't know. This it wasn't very funny, and I think that was the biggest problem, and it was supposed to be. So I oh, it is a Corman. That. It is a Corman. A Corman uh, produced film. So. I always thought that that it, that I never watched it, but I f- assumed that it would be like a kind of a rip off or whatever of Big Bad Mama with um, Angie Dickinson. I haven't seen that one. This is, uh, I mean, it's like they're robbing banks and stuff. Is that what happens in the Angie Dickinson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Angie okay. Dickinson shows her nice big titties. It might very well be then. Um, then I watched uh, this is one that was on Instant, and, so, and this one was too. I watched the War Game, um, not War Games. But the war game. This is a a documentary, a, dra- a drama docu- a dramatization documentary. I don't know how to pronounce that. How to what that would be? Docudrama, I guess. Documentary. Um, he. Uh, it's it's about a small town in or a small city, English city, like uh, in, I mean, actually in England, uh, like post, like this is what would happen after a nuclear strike. Hmm. Um, it's only like. It's not. It's less than an hour long, and it actually won uh, an Oscar for the best documentary. Even though it wasn't, you know, it's not actual documenting anything that happened. But they did pull from to make it. They did pull from you know studies done in like Hiroshima, and Nagasaki, and places mm-hmm. like that, and um, and Dresden. They used a lot of Dresden stuff, and uh, it's it's interesting. It's it's definitely worth watching. This is from nineteen. 19- is it very depressing? It's uh, yeah, it is. It's depressing. It's from nineteen sixty three, sixty four around there. Mm-hmm. Um, very low budget. Um, some good looking makeup and stuff, and the black and white. It's black and white, which kind of. I think helps the look of it because it looks nice and grungy. Um, that's called the war game. I rented the descendants, uh, from the Yay! red box. And Yay! this was really good. I, I missed this one when it came to our theater, which was, I had no excuse for that because the old people flocked to see it and it was there mm-hmm. for like a month and a half, but still didn't go see it anyway. Mainly because I heard kind of mixed things about it from people I work with. And, um, I'm here to tell you they're fucking wrong. And yeah, <laughs> Um, this was really good. Uh, George Clooney is fucking great in almost everything. Did I've you laugh your ass off when he was running down the street with his flip flops <laughs> and like he was doing that yeah. old man running out of control flip flop run? <laughs> he just like all of a sudden just like he's like almost in a panic and he just just tears out. I think I've done that run before myself in similar <laughs> situations. Women will kill you, man. They'll fucking kill you. <laughs> um, I I, re- I liked this a lot. Um, I'm glad I finally saw it. Hang on one second. The dog is squeaking a toy. I heard that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Son of a bitch. Kick it. 8,000 fucking toys in the house, and he's got to grab one that squeaks. All right. Um, so I, after seeing all the um, the, the – What's bad up. is is what people don't know is that you don't have a dog. It's like <laughs> it's like the gimp from uh, from Pulp Fiction, just some guy. No, I'm just making it's I'm a, just making a character. I'm actually sitting here off to the side with just in, with the toy in my hand. Just it's a 12 year old boy with a le- with a leash around his neck. <laughs> no, it's not. Sit down, <laughs> David. I mean, uh, um, sit down. Shut up, or I'll kill your parents. Um, 
so after all the after all the praise I've seen uh, from our people in our circle, I came across a copy of This Must Be the Place. Um, this Drive. is this is the uh, I saw a movie. Um, I don't recall the gentleman's name that directed this Italian director. This is his first English language film. This is the 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 Sean Penn movie where he looks like Robert oh, Smith. Yeah, from yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. This was so good. Is Let it? me tell you, it's really good. Um, we're not getting it at our theater, apparently. It came out in June in the United States, but it must be in a super... We should have reviewed it. We should do a screen, get a screener. And then we could do like a show and talk like a... Like, like be really fucking vile and disgusting. <laughs> and then review the movie. <laughs> no, I, yeah, everybody that, I, that I've, I've heard said this is really good. It's really good. It's um, It definitely has a European feel to it, and it's kind of a road movie. And Sean Penn is a little ridiculous at times, but you kind of you get used to his character. That's just kind of how he ended up for various reasons. And um, if uh, what, what the story basically is, is he he's kind of been locked up in his house. He was a huge like rock star mm-hmm. in the early 80s. Um, made tons of money and then just kind of dropped off the scene entirely. And he just kind of now he's been living in this giant house in Ireland for years with his wife and doesn't like, he never really goes out. He doesn't do much. Um, I kind of do that. And then he gets word that his dad's dying and he hasn't even flown in 30 years. And I mean, he's never, he hasn't been in a plane in 30 years and he decides he takes a boat to the United States to visit his dad. But by the time he gets there, his dad has died. Mm-hmm. And, um, like they haven't spoken in that long and and somebody at there he's Jewish and they get when they get there the you know <laughs> he has a conversation <laughs> with somebody about um that his dad spent most of the later part of his life trying to track down uh, a Nazi war criminal who oh. pretty much humiliated him in in Auschwitz and never could find him and Fuck, he, that's kind of a, a different like I mean like you know yeah so he he huh? takes he takes it all he feels like maybe he should just he starts looking for him himself with the mm-hmm. information that his dad had gathered and everything. And it's really good, though. It's really good. Yeah, I'm going to have to fucking check that out. It's, you I can't mean, go wrong with Robin Williams. <laughs> There's, I mean, Sean Penn is in this, like I said, but Frances McDormand, she's good. Judd Hirsch is in it. Would you um, fuck her? Maybe not now. Not now. In the past, definitely. Yeah. She's starting to look a little, little aged. <laughs> Whatever. Um, let's see. And then I watched... I, I definitely will... If, if if you can support this now, do so. Um, when it comes out on DVD or whatever, I'll buy that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Actually, that was the last thing I watched. I thought there was a couple more, but nope. Uh, just the movies for the show. So that was it. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty solid, solid week. And, uh, it was solid. Minus the fucking crazy mama. <sighs> crazy mama. What about Cloris Leachman? It is cool seeing Cloris Leachman naked. Yeah, even, even now I would do it. Even I look yeah. at it even now, <laughs> even though she's like ninety. Um, oh, oh. Fucking freak! Uh, let's take a break and come back. Do you have a preference on what we do first? I don't care if I live or die right now. All right, we'll come back and do Baby Doll. We'll do it in chronological order. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, this is Coffin John of V Cinema, the site that covers Asian film from cult to the classics. Join Josh of VariedCelluloid.net, Rufus of CineAwesome.com, and me on the V Cinema Show, a podcast that features Asian film discussions, special guests, interviews, and live event coverage. Our podcast is published bi weekly on Mondays. 
So check us out on vcinemashow.com or search us out on iTunes. Also join the discussion and fun by following us on Twitter at vcinemashow and joining us on our Facebook page, which is located at facebook.com slash vcinema. And of course, check out our blog at vcinemashow.com for reviews, features, and interviews. Chose that song. Oh, baby, die. Huh? What? I'm just saying something. No. Nothing at all. Uh, we're back from break. Motherfucker. Die, big die. Our first film of Ziday. Had you seen this before, Baby Doll? No. Baby, I had heard a lot about it. Okay. Baby Doll from 1956. Uh, I'll let Zom take the lead here. So um, this is directed by Elia Kazan. Uh, uh, that could be Elia. Elia. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who also directed Streetcar Named Desire on the waterfront. He had a pretty, uh, pretty oh, prestigious career. Splendor in the Grass. Um, Splendid in my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so th- I guess this is, might have been his second um, uh, Tennessee Williams adaptation. Um, and Tennessee Williams actually wrote the screenplay for this as well. I think the last Tennessee Williams movie I saw was that Elizabeth Taylor movie, Boom, which was fucking weird. It might have been his last <laughs> screenplay also, but... Uh, uh, Baby Doll star- stars Carl Malden, Carol Baker, and Eli Wallach. This is a steamy tale of two southern rivals and a sensuous 19-year-old virgin. Uh, that's kind of a shitty synopsis. Um, basically, you have a, uh, a poor landowner guy who's made a deal with a rich gentleman um, kind of to carry on his legacy and do some shit and in exchange for marrying his daughter and the agreement is he'll wait until she's 20 years old to uh consummate the marriage and um some uh shit happens then has a uh, a sicilian gentleman coming in and you know suspecting the first guy of stuff stuff yeah and then find you know when he finds carol baker the 19 year old there it really gets a little interesting with the rivalry. So, uh, Zom, what did you think of Baby Doll? I thought it was stupid. <laughs> did you? I didn't like it. Oh no! No, 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 no. Okay, let's 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 break it down. Come okay, on. Let, let, let's 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 break it down. See, first of all, um, just a little side note: Ilya Kazan was a he. Even though he was a good director, he was a piece of shit. 
Uh-oh. who fucking turned in like a whole bunch of people during the House on Un-American Activities thing and uh, ruined like a bunch of people's lives and careers. So uh, even though he is a legend, uh, fuck you, Ilya Kazan, in the ass, cocksucker. Go fuck yourself. And they gave him a lifetime uh, achievement award at the Oscars, and a lot of people were kind of like not happy about that. Huh. But I mean, he was he was he was good. He was a good director. I thought you know this movie proves it. I mean, he's okay. Now okay, here's the deal. See, good, good. Let's see. I liked the things I liked about this movie. Uh, first of all, I you know you look now and you see that this movie was rated R, and it's like God, I can't you know I can't believe it was rated R. Um, but. I know that it got just a ton of uh, – it was really controversial because it was supposed to be – and I uh, uh, this this sex movie and, oh, my God, it's disgusting. <laughs> it should be rated X and all this and that. And, and um, then and, – and it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the fucking studios didn't fucking put all of that shit out on purpose because that makes you want to see it even more, you know? Um, the acting in it is really good. Well, sort of. Okay. I thought um, Eli Wallach, who is – this is, I think, his first movie. He was a stage um, actor. Right. And, man, he's young in this. I mean, I was like, holy shit, man, he's young. And he was – you know, I always think of Eli Wallach he, he as like either Tuco in Good, the Bad, and the Ugly or right. – uh, in some of the roles later in his life where maybe he – even in uh, like The Misfits with Clark Gable and Marilyn Monroe where he's uh, say in his 40s, maybe getting close to 50, receding hair and everything. When this one, I was like, man, he's, he, he's kind of handsome. you know? yeah. He had, the, had a little mustache and uh, he dressed really nice and everything. He was the, uh, the, the rich out-of-towner, the WAP. He was Italian and, you know, it had some uh, – I don't know if it would be racism, his nationalism or whatever. No, it, had, it, was, it had racism. I mean he called oh, it had racism, but, uh, at one yeah, point, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, he was really good in it. Uh, the thing that – Carol Baker, <laughs> her southern accent, uh, first of all, the, her character, to me, uh, it's like – I don't know. She's supposed to be 19 years old. I mean, and they made her like, I mean, she acted like she was about semi-fucking retarded or something. I don't know. She did say she did not get past the fourth grade. (sighs) But I mean, I I, I thought her accent sounded like Luann Pooby or something from fucking Gomer Pyle (laughs) for for all the older people out here who knew that. (laughs) Uh, Shazam, Shazam. Oh, my God, Goma. And it's like, you know, I just, her accent, maybe she, I, I don't know, but it just didn't, uh, it's, it sounded, she sounded, you know, I don't know, but whatever. Um, I thought it was going to be something different. I didn't know the story and I just remembered hearing that it was this really controversial movie and everything. And at the very beginning, Carl Malden, um, they live in this great big old, it used to be a beautiful mansion, but it's just this dilapidated falling down place. Yeah. Um, and he's he's kind of waiting for like he doesn't have enough money to build up this place. Right. Like, this is part of his promise to Baby Doll's father is that he's gonna, you know, have her in the nicest house in yeah. whatever Tiger Tail County or whatever it's called. And 
the problem is he doesn't have any money to build up this house. At one point, maybe a hundred years prior, this was the nicest house there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a. I mean, there's trash in the yard. There's a like rusted out car. There's mm-hmm. everything's just kind of broken down. The the house is basically falling apart. There's a. I like the I like the bit with the refrigerator. She's like, I'm gonna have a frigidaire someday, and there's just yeah, a pan of water box. just dripping underneath it. Yeah. My uncle uh, um, had one of those that you know that he kept after, of course, you know. Years later, he had it down in his garage, and people were fighting over that fucking thing when he died of who was going to get the old icebox because it was an antique. But um, <laughs> the um, at the beginning, when I didn't know what was going on, here's Carl Malden, and he's like, he's like got this goddamn, I, I don't know, uh, like he's this old pervert. And he's in this other room of this shitty house, and he's trying to drill a hole in the wall, <laughs> uh, cut a little hole in the wall so he can peep in on this girl. And she's laying in like what it would be like a baby bed. Yeah, a cradle. Sucking With her the- thumb like a cock or something. And, and I started thinking, okay, because what I thought was, I thought this was going to be like Lolita, the movie Lolita, where um, – uh, the girl is underage, and he's like married to her mother, and he's peeking in on her. And then when I found out, I'm like, okay, well, you know, fuck, she's supposed to be his wife, and they they got she her dad. I kind of married her off to this older guy, and Molden is really good in it because mm-hmm. he plays, like I said, this this uh, older guy who who um, I don't know if I would say that he he can't see himself the way he is or he's he's definitely paranoid he's got a chip on his shoulder he's got this why you know if you're how old um, was malden in this do you think he was 50 uh he he was was in his 40s yeah i think he was born and i can look it up right but anyway but i mean and he's got like this 19 year old uh uh chick who is dumber than goddamn dirt 1912 he was in his mid 40s yeah she's so dumb but um, so he's just gonna. He he thinks. Oh, in his mind, he's got this hot young chick who, when she turns twenty, he's gonna. Their their deal is when she turns twenty, they're gonna fuck. Right. Is that about basically the, the concept? That, of that is the, that is the so, exact concept. And so he's licking his chops like this goddamn old pervert, like Max Hardcore or something like that. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna get. Oh my god, I gotta get her. You know. And she treats him like you know that's her husband, but. He's like – she treats him just like he's, you know, don't look at me. I'm changing. Get out of here, you know. He's peeping in on her. Wait, you quit peeping in on me and all this and that and everything. And um, so – but he – in his mind, he's got this great big mansion. Uh, he's got this hot young wife. He's got this business and everything. And uh, and it's just going to – it's just going to take a little bit and everything's going to be just great. But when in reality, he lives in a goddamn shithole. Uh, <laughs> it's pathetic that he has this fucking retarded, semi-retarded dumbass uh, whose father is creepy, <laughs> pawned her off on this old fucking, you know, gross guy. Well, so Malden's – I, li- I like the, the, the kind of character study of him mm-hmm. because of how pathetic he is. And he's I – don't, I don't think I would say – that he's mentally ill, but he's definitely has delusions of grandeur yeah, and yeah. and he gets so proud of himself and so like you know that he thinks he's the shit if something happens and uh and uh he's 
like th- there are scenes where he'll be he'll be sitting down in the car waiting for her, and people will be standing around, and he's like, you know, his in his ideal, she's going to come walking down there dressed to the nines, and everybody's going to be like, ooh, look at so and so, he's got baby doll, he's got that nice car and everything. But in reality, she doesn't give a shit, and she's just like, you know, and everybody fucking laughs, which is yeah, I, I love that part of yeah. it because there's always either. A group of guys walking by and like, like, woo, look at that. Or like they hear her just totally put him down. And they're just laughing at him. Yeah. And he, and he's like really like proud or something, but it's almost like it, it it's be careful what you wish for. You may get it because he, she, she kind of makes him miserable, but he makes himself miserable because he just puts himself in these stupid situations <laughs> that there's no way, you know, that this is, you know, he, he needs, he needs a reality check. But so anyway, he can't stand the fact that, um, he's the kind of guy that if somebody moved into town or if somebody else was in your school or at or where you work or in your group of friends and they were successful and somebody came up and said, man, look at so-and-so over there. They really got it going on. It would just piss him off and eat away at him and he'd be like, ah, fucking yeah, that guy, he's nothing. He's nothing, which shows how what a weak guy, man he is and how pathetic he is that he's just so jealous. And uh, so he's if somebody comes along, which they do uh, – that is more successful or whatever, he's going to be like, and he does things like a cowardly way. Uh, he'd be the kind of guy that would go and like slash somebody's tires or, you know, put a bag of dog shit on their porch. <laughs> I don't know, but something like that, or, you know, uh, and um, Eli Wallach's character, I think that, well, I don't think, but Malden's character resents him. He, he, thinks of himself as I think through Carl Malden, his character if you saw the world through his eyes, the way he thinks he looks and the way he thinks he is in his house, his wife he probably sees himself as having a full head of hair and being yeah. this every, that every, when he walks down the street with his young wife everybody's like, oh my god, look at so and so they have this business and everything, whereas like you said everybody's kind of laughing at him uh, but then when Eli Wallach shows up, he sees this guy as not just a threat, but he's so green with envy and so um, jealous. And it's really – it really is pathetic. Malden's character is, in one word is just pathetic. But um, I think that I – don't, I don't know. There's just something about this movie that I just – First of all, like I said, I thought – I know it's from a different time. Yeah. You know, it's back in the 50s, so it's going to be uh, uh, simpler and, the, and, and the, the, um, some of the stuff is going to be more um, either subtle or done in such a way that it's – it is titillating. Yeah. There's like some – there's scenes with, uh, with her – like I said at the beginning when she's laying in the bed sucking her thumb and everything. It's like, Jesus Christ. You know? <laughs> I mean here's this – I mean – She's not a kid. I mean, she's 19 years old. So she's, she's what they would say, like with Jethro Bodine and the uh, fucking Beverly Hillbillies, like a man child. Well, she's a woman child. Yeah. She's a, you know, full grown woman and, and, you know, it's pretty, pretty sexy. And she's laying in this bed. And who would think, you know, uh, 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 it kind of makes you feel weird 
that there's this girl acting like a woman, acting like a little girl, laying in a baby bed in a little teddy. It's the only bed they had. Yeah, I know. But but she's sitting there sucking her thumb, and you're like, okay, this is kind of sexy, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> like it's almost like child pornography or something. <laughs> and um, but then the scenes with with the 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 big scenes that are, I think that got all the controversy and stuff like that. Other than you know Malden peeping in on her like some old pervert is um, between Carol Baker and Eli Wallach. Mm-hmm. And there's this seduction kind of a thing. Uh, he's trying to find things that he. It's it's. There's times where I thought he was just straight up just trying to seduce her, uh, the older man trying to seduce this dimwit. But then there's times where you know he's doing it for a purpose to find out things. Yeah, yeah. But she is. He, there, uh, he tries certain tacks. And he realizes, okay, you know, she's almost like a kid, like a child. So we're gonna play a game. If he, yeah, if he goes a certain way, if he goes too hard or too adult and too mature, then she just totally, you know, is like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, you know. <clears throat> but when he starts playing that little game, <clears throat> that little seduction, but it's in such a way that it appeals to her as, you know, this fucking inchworm brain of hers um it really was, it really turns at this point into i mean this movie turns into the eli wallach show about yeah, halfway through okay. and he is he's fucking great yeah he was really good um the thing i think the thing where it misses for me is um i th- i think it's just because of the times and how they how they um handle everything it seems it seems not childish but uh-huh. not uh, i mean uh, I, I don't know i mean like like i said the seduction part and stuff like that is it, it is hot and it is it is uh you know cool and the, the dialogue and watching him and her reaction and everything how how he comes on and how she kind of you can see that she's kind of um having this internal war almost Mm-hmm. But you know she's like falling into his grasp, and then she'll pull away, and then he pulls her back, and then she pulls away, and then you know he tries another tactic, and it's like this game going on. Uh, but the things that I, the thing that I didn't like, I I just kind of I think it had more to do with the ending, okay, with her and Wallach and Malden, and I understood. You know, kind of what was going on, and I understood that Malden's character would be more like kind of like a blowhard, and and he's in this position where he can't say too much, but he, you know, and and they're in the, all three of them. And it was really uncomfortable, and then they have the crazy <laughs> old aunt and all this and that. But it just seemed like um, I don't, I don't know how to put it, but the uh, the, the ending. Or not just the ending, but that whole scene there towards the end. I wish that um, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit too. I I, I wish it would have been darker. Okay. You know, I thought it. I thought it got kind of. It was kind of silly. Okay. 
uh, but uh, either darker or I don't know. I don't know. It just it, uh, it just kind of like I said. I just thought it just kind of got silly. I like Malden's kind of squirming and and kind of you know y- you as the viewer know what's going on. You're right. And the, well, there's a Malden knows there's what's a, going on, and he's pushing his buttons, which was kind of cool. I love that scene where they're eating dinner, and Rose brings in these cold greens that are just kind of <laughs> slop, and uh, and he just like they're sitting awkwardly at the table. Um, it's, this is Silva, uh, Malden and, um, and baby doll. What was his, what was Malden's name in the movie? Silva. Yeah. His name was, uh, Eli Wallach's name was, was Silva oh, in the movie. Okay. Cause I, cause I wrote that down because I thought it was funny when he said, every cloud's got a silver lining. <laughs> so, First, I thought it was silver. I think that's the Australian silver. version. Right. Uh, Archie, Archie Lee. Um, but yeah, he's sitting there and like, um, you know, Silva is talking, 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 and Malden's getting more and more irritated. He starts yelling, food, food, yeah. and, and food. Then it, it could not have been timed better. I don't know if the sound was added in later, but he's sitting there just looking like left to right, like nervously. It's like zoomed in on Malden's face, and the fl- a fly lands right on the end of yes, his big old yes. nose. I don't know if that fly could have timed its flight any more perfectly. Well, but- I want- when because of I watched like I said once upon a time in the West and I and uh, oh yeah just, the fly in the-, <laughs> the fly at the beginning they said what they did was like put uh, marmalade or something or sugar yeah. something like that on Eli Wallach's face and then they had a jar full of flies and they'd let these flies out and just see what happened and I wonder if that was planned because it was just too fucking perfect could have been well they well they, they you know Alex Cox said he did that same thing in. Uh- in the the straight to hell that we watched, uh, where he he would always have them in like a glaze to keep the flies mm. on them. So, Ugh, that's so <laughs> I I hate shit crawling on. Me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but but um, like the part where Wallach uh, starts dipping the bread mm. into the greens and is feeding her and stuff like that. I thought that just kind of got silly and it just kind of got kind of stupid. I know that they were trying to push Malden's buttons, which was funny because he was just, he was, you know, when they say like, uh, you get in a, you, you get in a fight with somebody or there's somebody at work or a guy or something like that. It's not the, the big loud guys are usually the ones that are, you know, it's the quiet one you got to watch out for. Right. Well, Malden is the one that's just the big loud blowhard. <laughs> and those times where he's yelling food or he's like, uh, out in the car waiting for her and she just keeps him fucking waiting. He's like, baby doll. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he looks around, you know, everybody's looking at him, laughing their ass off. And he's like, you know, he doesn't want to say anything, but he's getting pissed. And he's like, he waits a little bit and then he just uh, can't help himself. He's like, baby, dog, you know, yelling for her. He's getting so pissed. But um, the the one thing I liked, I loved the, um, you know, the the locations and stuff. Yeah. That, that was cool. The, the old house and everything. The one part I wanted to ask you about, and I wasn't sure, you know, I don't know if you know or not. Um, like... I know it's in the south and everything, and this place was probably an old plantation as big as as big as this house was and everything. It was probably a cotton plantation, and that was the the the, the house uh, for where the people that owned it lived. But there was all these like the African American people. There was a, were, were those people that worked for Malden. They just seemed like they'd just be like there'd be a guy and he'd just be like standing beside the house, right up against <laughs> the house, just standing there. And then there were a couple that would be under the under a tree right there in the front yard. And then there'd be like somebody. Say, and I'm like, okay, are these people just hanging out? Well, it could have been. It could have been that you know that it was just the guys. Maybe their families 
long ago had actually been forced to work on in this area, and they just kind of have yeah, stuck he around. To know all of them and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was definitely familiar with them, but because he didn't have any money, because there was no work, they didn't really have anything to do most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so he, I, he, you know, they never said he was paying them, but they just kind of hung around. Uh, well, he did have a certain. Get... He did have guys that worked for him at that cotton gin. Yeah, yeah. It's the one guy that was Eli Wallach's like right hand man. Sent them all home and put his own people. He's like, "Where are my men at?" And he goes, "Oh, we sent them home." You know, I put my people in, and 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 that was another thing I didn't. I didn't. Um, I kind of was a little confused about was I know what happened that led to the rivalry. To the rivalry, but. It was like they kind of were forced into becoming partners. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, because, th- because of just circumstance, Wallach, Wallach, kind of that was his like his educated guess as to who might have been involved in what the problem he was having. Right, because- but, but but he en- but in, in the initial thing when he came to town, it was basically like he's. The the big guy, he comes to town, he's got this thing, and he's pretty much going to be the big shit. Well, yeah, it's, well, it's a cotton gin. We could say that. I mean, it's a right. big, giant, you know, barn-sized cotton gin. But then when something happens, he b- beforehand, he wasn't going to have to work with Carl Malden. Right. But then after cir- certain circumstances... He said, well, Carl Malden has the other big right. cotton So gin. he is forced to work with him. And then that's another thing was kind of like, okay. I don't think it, it's not necessarily he was forced. He had, because he had needed cotton that needed to go, you know, right. cleaned, he, I mean, he, he was like, well, I'm going to just use this opportunity to figure out if this is the bastard that, you know. But were they, but that's the thing. In the end, I kind of was confused about was. It seemed like they, even though everything that happened happened, they were still going to work together. Yeah, I was confused about that too. Because, uh, like, it was like, okay, well, I, I, it was almost just like Eli Wallach just wanted him to know that he knew. Because uh, that's the thing. I was like, okay, well, then why doesn't Eli Wallach just fucking go to the fucking cops and have shit done? Well, then you wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> but, but, I mean, not like even right – but, you know. Uh, he wanted revenge. Like that was the whole but point. It, but uh, that's what I'm saying. I thought he was – that's what I thought. But then it didn't seem like in the end that they were going to still end up shaking hands and saying, okay, I know that you're a dick. I know you're a dick. I don't like you. You don't like me. But yeah, it was, I, I didn't understand the whole – the, the ultimate resolution, honestly. Yeah, I thought that was kind of – that's another thing. I mean I was kind of like, okay – I I I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of kind of confusing. It was. Um, my I mean, my favorite parts of this film are is, is the the characters themselves because everybody's everybody's pretty much ridiculous. Um, you know, like you were saying, Malden's like this. I mean, he's kind of pathetic, but you know, you like his rants and you like how angry and like and sweaty he gets. When there's a funny line when Eli Wallach says to Baby Doll, uh, he says. He said, "Your husband sweats more than any man I know, and now I can understand why, because <laughs> uh, she's very demure the whole time around him, which is not how she is around Malden. She's annoyed by Malden and yeah. knows that you know tomorrow. This movie takes place the day before her twentieth birthday. Tomorrow she's going to have to give it up to this, have his big fucking old dick in her mouth. <laughs> but you know, it, it just it, that's another thing. I 
I thought that the characters were almost a little too cartoonish. That was my main thing. I, I too and cartoonish. well, it seems like Tennessee Williams. That's kind of how his things work, right? I mean, that, isn't that kind of his thing? Is these kind of hyper genius. hyper uh, hyperbolic char- type characters? I mean, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. the. Um, but I mean, even even Aunt Rose is an interesting character. She's this is um, this is Baby Doll's aunt who apparently is starting to suffer. That's from another thing. I mean, th- these these characters were like uh, about. I mean, honest to God. Now I just thought of a of a of a uh, comparison of why what I'm trying to say of why I don't say I didn't like it, but a comparison of why I what I found wrong with it. These characters were straight out of fucking Andy Griffith. <laughs> the, 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 like you said, how like that that aunt, the aunt, I could just see her being this crazy aunt on Andy Griffith that was with Briscoe Darlin and uh-huh. Ernest T. Bass, and you know that's the way it was written. I mean, you know, and I know maybe that is Tennessee Williams, but I'm you know that doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> I I, I kind of I liked it because it's it's one of those things. I mean, you know, look at Tarantino's characters; they're all they're all this kind of the same way. They're, everybody. The characters kind of, unless it's maybe the main character, they almost lack lack depth. It's like how a lot of the how a lot of movies are in that they're a character. They're not, you know, uh. you're seeing this type of movie not for a deep dimensional kind of character, but this it's a dark comedy. They're you know they're supposed to be, you know, you're going to associate okay, this is this guy, this is this guy, and this is this guy, and they're going to continue to act that way, and. I mean, that one worked for me because that's the kind of movie it is. It's it didn't it wasn't a drama. It was a comedy. Mm. Um, You're more into that South kind of a thing too. (laughs) Well, I am. You're you're from the South. I do like I do like uh, films set in. I always like. I mean, that's that's an instant leg up for me. But and speaking of legs, I like when uh, I like when Malden calls Baby Doll's mom. uh, He said something about his her water legged mother. Water legged. <laughs> Never heard that term before. I haven't either, but What's I can just mean? imagine it must be. I, I just imagine big cankles when he said that. <laughs> oh, like she's retaining. Wait, <laughs> um, and I mean, you know, Malden. He, you know, he laughs almost about Aunt Rose. Like eventually, he kind of gets tired of her. Kind of all they have to do in the throughout the movie, if they feel like Aunt Rose is in the way, they just make a, a chicken noise. She's like, "Oh, the hen's in the kitchen." Yeah, and she goes running off. But uh, I mean, she's out picking roses when their furniture is being totally confiscated out of their house and he just thinks it's funny like he's like ah you're crazy aunt rose is out picking roses she didn't even know what's going on and um but uh you know and i like all the all the side characters as well you know like i mean just the people like they, they keep showing the guys that work on his farm like she yells down to him she's like i got plenty of ways to get downtown without you and it just shows a guy's face like ain't that the truth <laughs> you know lines like that are i mean it's funny for me the uh the guys yeah, looking. Funny. The guys looking up her dress while they walk up the wooden stairs. And it's like, well, she, like sure, she sure growed up. She growed. Um, she growed. She up. growed up. Um, there's some you know great lines in the movie. You know, like when uh, when Malden says, "There's no torture on earth equal to the torture which a cold woman inflicts on a man," and she's, I mean, she's driving him more and more crazy throughout the movie. And then when you mix. When you mix the, the Sicilian, the, the vindictive Sicilian into the mix, he totally goes over the edge. And um, that's when I said, you know, th- when Eli Wallach takes over, he's really fucking good. Um, he, uh, after he kind of, he's trying to seduce her 
one to get information, and two because I think he just wants to fuck her. Yeah, he want well. He wants to take something back that he feels like you know he feels like something important has been taken from him, and he wants to do the same thing. And you know, Malden doesn't have shit except for this beautiful nineteen year old blonde who's probably by far the hottest chick in this tiny little town. That would piss you off if you waited all that time and you thought, okay, now I'm going to get to fuck this young fucking blonde 19-year-old and, like, you're hours away from getting to put your dick in her and this fucking uh, Tuco from goddamn <laughs> Good, the Bad, and the Ugly shows up. Yeah, I mean, and he... Uh, he was slick looking. I mean, he just looked slick. I know, he had a fucking... It was almost a fedora. I don't know what kind of And what it was, it was with the fucking riding crop? <laughs> he carried around a riding crop that he would like rub her arm with and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I was, man, I'll tell you what I was hoping for is him beating her ass with that. Like, you know, just lifting up her dress her, a little bit with it. And then, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. In that baby bed while she was sucking her thumb. <laughs> she, um, and that, her high. That'd be in the remake. Um, <laughs> the Quentin Tarantino version. <laughs> they um, like Samuel L. Jackson on the side, and so, that's why that's why everybody would be laughing at Malton's character. He kind She'd of gang banging the help. He kind of changes <laughs> when he cha- when he realizes that you know seducing her is not exactly working because she gets very uncomfortable very quickly and she's she gets dumb. dizzy. Yeah, I mean she's you know she's she gets dumb. Dizzy. <laughs> she does. She does. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lightheaded. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, what's wrong with me? My pussy is so warm right now. Oh my god. It's, it's like so damp. It's like a humid summer day. Oh my god, she's so stupid. <laughs> and um so What's that doesn't that big start working. in my mouth? So she, <laughs> and um, so she starts. She almost buys into it, and she's like, "Well, I'm going to maybe make some lemonade." And uh, she makes him stay outside. She locks him out, and so. Fucking, yeah, that is, was just way too fucking uh, slapsticky with him <laughs> chasing her around doing all that shit in the house. That was, that was funny. The, uh, I just like ugh. Well, ugh. that's when the game starts. When he, you know, they had mentioned that the house is haunted. So he's standing outside, and she's trying to make lemonade. She's fucking worthless in the kitchen. Like she, she cuts her thumb instantly trying to make lemonade. She's tripping over the water that's dripping up from the water from the uh, from the uh, the what the fuck did you call it? Icebox. The icebox. Shit, I kept saying cool box. <laughs> cool box was I that was the cool her, box. Her legs. And you know, she had the hot box between her legs. Oh yeah, yeah. And, well, um, she was so dumb. <laughs> it's just room temperature box. Um, it's kind of halfway between. Uh, My pee pee is dirty. <laughs> and um, so he, you know, he comes into the th- through the screen door and starts fucking with her. Like she, she thinks the house is haunted. And, like he'll just like. You know, he'll hit a light bulb or something's hanging from the ceiling, put a chair crooked up on the table. And she, this, her dumbass thinks she gets, she starts freaking out and she goes and checks on him and he's gone back outside and he's standing up against the window of uh, the screen door, like his hat's all mushed up against it. <laughs> he's just like leaning there like he's been there all along. I thought that was funny. Um, that's fine. And then he starts kind of walking around the house. He's got a big hunk of bread, and he he made lemonade quick. He just squeezes some lemons in the water in a pitcher. So he's walking around with a fucking pitcher and a loaf of bread, <laughs> just like eating and drinking out of a pitcher. It's really funny. I thought it was good. And then mm-hmm. and this is the time when shut the fuck up. She's <laughs> she start- what, what, what was that? <laughs> You're just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You can see the uh, you can see her nips poking through her slip and stuff and. I don't um, that. 
Yeah, when she's covering up with the blanket, she covers him up with a blanket at one point, and like you can see her nips peeking through her. Uh, no, I missed that part. I must have got really fucking bored with her dumbass. No, well, she, uh, she a woman like that would be an acquired taste. I'll just say that she, <sighs> she's not. You got to be patient with her because she's kind of pretty much annoying the whole movie. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I like the one-liners in the movie. I thought Eli Wallach was great. I like Carl Malden a lot too. I mean, I didn't like his character so much. I really didn't like anybody care anybody's character that much, but they were entertaining. So, um, I don't know. This worked for me. I thought it was very funny. And uh, you know, well, we can get into our ratings here. I'm curious to see how you'll rate it now. Um, I like Malden. I like Eli Wallach. I like the locations. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. My main thing was just the uh, <laughs> was the um, what you call it? the 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 writing was my main problem, and that really drops it down. Um, I just thought it was silly. Uh, if if it, it <sighs> if it was going to go for like kind of a. a well, like you said, it's kind of a dark comedy. Well, how would you compare it to like Arsenic and Old Lace? Another one, you know, the other one we reviewed. The other comedy. I liked Ars. I thought Arsenic and Old Lace was funnier. I mean, it, the the comedy hit on okay. it for me. You didn't think that uh, was silly though? So yeah, but it, but that it worked. silly worked for you. Okay, it worked. Okay, uh, this one. Uh, I give it a six. Okay, uh, I, it just did that. That there it. it if it would have been straight up, um, you know, like a sexual thing with him seduce, trying to seduce her and that tension and everything, it would the, the silly parts just fucking really fucked it up for me. I was like, this is just really kind of goofy. I uh, I didn't mind that. I thought they were all pretty funny, especially for a mid-century movie. This is yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to take that into account. Yeah, I mean, this this definitely pushed the envelope because for a movie like this to come out in the fifties was pretty fucking brave. Um, I'm pretty sure the you know this did not perform well because a lot of people banned it apparently um, because of the I guess just the the overall mood of it. I mean, but I don't know. I wonder. But I, I imagine I'm I'm telling you. People back then were no different than people now. If they had access in any way to see it, as much publicity as it got being this banned movie or this movie that was so, you know, oh my God, you know, that that's fucking marketing there. I, I imagine people would fucking seek it out to see it. And I just wonder if it just didn't hit because it didn't hit. Well, um, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was definitely strong. I, I mean, I liked this a lot. Um, the uh, you know the the sexual tension and stuff and like in 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 watching it in context helped as well. It'd have been better too if her tits would have been bigger. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, said they wanted to get Marilyn Monroe to play the to that play w- that would have been that would have been interesting too. So. Uh, very, if it was like a really young Marilyn Monroe, what do you think? Of, what do you think of Carol Baker? Uh, not much. Not much. Well, I, mean, I just not, not I, in this I, role, I, but just in general, like looks wise or whatever. <sighs> Her tits need to be bigger. <laughs> no, nah, she's all right. I, I, I just never. Sexy. I don't. I don't remember her being. I mean, in uh, what else was she in that we would have seen? Or we like we're a fucking gay couple. Um, <laughs> well, you, you, you can assume I haven't seen shit. Bisexual so. couple. I'm sorry. Um, let's see. She was in Murder. She wrote. She was in Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. 
Uh, I will look back. No, at she's not. Time. I mean, she's she's she played Lucy Benedict in Giant with uh, Dennis Hopper and Rock and it was a big country scene. But you know, I I, I um. I mean, she's a good looking. She's a good looking woman, but I don't. Yeah. You know, she she didn't make me like fucking. I mean, I, I don't know. She could have like, been sexier for you. Would have watched Jane Fonda and uh, Walk <laughs> on the Wild Side, and I've been posting pictures, and I haven't posted any pictures of Carol Baker. So I did but, post a picture of Carol. Um, so uh, she's just I, redneck, dumb redneck white trash. Fuck, I can get that anywhere in this movie. <laughs> Not in real life. You know that's how she is. <laughs> exactly how she is. She's too um, dumb. She was annoying. She was annoying. She was I annoying. I wouldn't work but that I- fucking hard for that dumb shit. <laughs> what are you going to do? Go, go, you might as well just go fucking hey, find he, he had to take a dangerous looking ferry across the river to even get gin parts. So I can, ima- <laughs> I can imagine there was probably wasn't too much to pick from in this area anyway. <laughs> yeah, but man, she was fucking annoying. Um, I give this... A 10. I give it an 8. Um... I thought it was definitely it's, – it's, it's letters and solid. It's a good movie for me. Um, the comedy works for me. And you know, comedy is very subjective. And if, uh, if, if the kind of humor doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. So, All right. Uh, six and an eight. That's his uh, baby doll. Let's go take another break and come back and review almost a similar kind of feel of movie sometimes, although a little sleazier. Black Snake Moan. We'll be right back. During this podcast, I've seen a lot of changing in the way you feel about me and in the way I feel about you. In here, there is only one action movie being reviewed, but I guess that's better than 20 million. I guess what I'm trying to say is if I can record and you can listen, everybody can be entertained. Yo, Adrian! Action Attraction. You're home for all things action. To find out more, visit MetalMikey.Lipson.com or search for Action Attraction in iTunes. Snake Moan by Blind Lemon Jefferson. That is the uh, that's the song that the movie title comes from. So. All right, our next movie, Black Snake Moan from 2006. I'm gonna let you introduce. Okay, a God-fearing blues man takes to a wild young woman who is a victim of childhood sexual abuse, looks everywhere for love, but never quite finding it. What the fuck? Who wrote that? <laughs> Looking for love in all, all the wrong, wrong places. places. 
Um, uh, yeah, that's sort of okay. Let's let's just let's let's okay. Let's see. A God fearing blues man takes a wild young piece of southern white trash uh, who is a victim of sexual abuse, uh, but fucks everything she sees. And uh, yeah, Nick Fury does his thing. Uh oh, I'm getting a bad feeling that maybe you didn't like this one either. Have you seen this oh, movie before? Uh, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. I was just, I, was just, I thought that synopsis was pretty. Yeah, the weak, synopsis was weak. So I wanted to add a little bit more uh, dirt to it. All right. So there's dirt on it. Uh, this film is written and directed by Craig Brewer. Um, Craig Brewer is an interesting, uh, interesting guy. Um, he's, he started off pretty strong. Um, he did a couple of, uh, a couple of films I haven't seen, but he did Hustle and Flow in 2005. Now, Hustle and Flow is a pretty good movie. I think it's kind of, I think it might be kind of mixed opinion on it, but I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it worked. It takes place in Memphis. Nice. Uh, you're not a fan? No. No. Okay. Um, and then uh, Black Snake Moan follows it, and you know, still kind of going up. Then he kind of, I don't know. Kind no, of, so that's kind of a. I, you think Black Snake Moan was going up from Hustle and Flow? Yeah, sure. It was better than Hustle and Flow. Yeah, you think so? You just said you didn't like Hustle and Flow. <laughs> so that mean you hated this movie too? <laughs> what is? Why do you hate Southern people? What's wrong with you? Why are you a self-hate, self-hating Southerner? I'm not a self-hating Southerner. What are you talking about? Just you continue. Just, you on. just hate these people because they're not Focus. smart. That's well. What? I don't know. The uh, and then you know he kind of faded away. He's done on the TV. He now and he's done Footloose last year. <laughs> um, what Craig Brewer has going for him is location. And kind of the feel of the South. I think he does a good job with that. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Even in even in like an exploitative kind of way, like in this film, where again people are like almost like you know caricatures of you know certain kind of kinds of people you would find in the South. Um, this might take place in Tennessee, also. Although I got a feeling sometimes it was Mississippi, but. It's you know same same general area. This it, you know it doesn't. It's hard to tell whether it's you know what the elevation is. I'll just say that um, this uh, this was another kind of I think controversial movie when it came out because well the kind of you know the way it's marketed is this older black gentleman having a half you know half dressed white chick chained to his radiator. <laughs> um, now you find out there's reason for this. It's not just done for, you know, the purient interests, so to speak. Although that is kind of the point of it, but um, it, it's part of the character development. So uh, Samuel yeah. Jackson plays Lazarus. Um, Lazarus, you know, the name taken from the biblical figure that was raised by Jesus from the dead. And um, what this Spoken movie spoken kind of, from a true. Biblical scholar, scholar yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and through uh, various events, you know, Ray, who Christina Ricci plays, crosses paths with him. 
Um, now, Ray has her own set of problems, as you heard in the synopsis, who she is a uh, kind of beyond a sex addict. She definitely has been scarred as a child, and as a result, um, pretty much is just she's completely self-destructive. Um, Lazarus has, has issues with, well, an ex-wife who he kind of, you know, devoted a lot of time and, and love to, who just kind of like ended up running off with his brother. Not kind of, that is exactly what happened. And, uh, David Banner, I thought that guy was familiar. The guy that plays Tyrone, uh, with the, you know, the, the guy that fucks Ray in the in the hotel room, he's mm. David Banner. He's a he's a rapper. I, I thought he looked familiar. I couldn't place him. So, um, so uh, with, with this, you know, you you get you get kind of parallel stories almost at the beginning. You have Lazarus dealing with his ex wife. Um, there's a great scene with him kind of mowing down her rose garden and stuff. Her name is Rose. <laughs> he says Rose is Rose. Um, and. Uh, He's kind of reaching a point where he, he used to be a blues musician. He he doesn't do that anymore. Um, all he does now is pretty much grow stuff in his fields, and he kind of sells it out of the back of his truck. And you know his wife's gone, and he's just kind of a lonely guy. And then you have Ray, who kind of relies on her boyfriend, played by Justin Timberlake. Who <laughs> <laughs> did you think he was good in the movie? He wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he um, they kind of in a way uh, to, to use a cliche, complete each other because they kind of, Ugh. they keep each other from going over the edge. He suffers from almost debilitating panic attacks. Pussy, pussy <laughs> And, <laughs> and she has the, she has the sex addiction where she pretty has, much as soon as he walks out the door, she has like, another form of pussy. <laughs> uh, I did take a funny note when he, uh, <laughs> when the preacher says to Samuel Jackson, she had a whole mess of crabs and STDs. That's that turned me off <laughs> just a little bit. Um, <laughs> Everything else up to them is all right, but as, pretty much as soon as he leaves, um, and I like the way it's done where when she, when she gets the itch is what it's, if you, they call it a few times, which, Maybe it doesn't sound quite sexy, but you get the sound of cicadas, and she's like clawing at her jeans and her legs, and and basically she just goes out and fucks anything she can find. Mm-hmm. And um, what was the one line that he said that she'd fuck a tree if it had something? I, I don't remember exactly what it was. A black dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know she can bring she can bring Justin Timberlake down from his panic attacks, and she and he's there to basically provide provide dick for her um but he you know obviously doesn't know quite know how to help her um so you know something leads to her coming upon samuel L. jackson's house uh uh lazarus laz's house laz finds her in the road unconscious and not well um and this is kind of like starts the you know their pat when their paths finally cross it kind of starts both of them healing themselves um it ha- no it, it it's like stupid <laughs> you're ridiculous <laughs> what no go ahead go ahead go ahead. It, well it is it's like it's like both of them are are getting redemption out of uh, they're almost helping each other um she kind of brings him out of his shell almost and he you know 
dealing with her itch decides you know she's she ends up at one point crawling on her hands and knees through the fucking garden uh calling out for her boyfriend um crying she's just she's she's delirious and um the only way to keep her down is he fucking chains her to the house and that's i I think that seems very funny when they find when she discovers the the chain the chain and she fucking tries to run and oof she she runs full force and all of a sudden she hits the end of that chain it's like boop, like way up in the air right down on her ass and um there's a, like a tug of war that's really great i posted a screenshot of that where he's pulling her back in the house just like hand over hand just pulling the chain back and she's like had her feet on the door jam and stuff i thought that was really good and there's another there's another great bit with the chain where um, he's walking her to get exercise. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, but it's funny. And um, this is how cool my wife is. During this scene, um, you know she, uh, she they're walking along with. He's got the chain wrapped around his chest, and he's walking her like a dog. And she turns around and says something to him, and you know she's like, he's basically like keep walking, and she kind of stretches her arms up in the air. So her like titties kind of come out of the bottom of her shirt a little bit and like and then starts walking again. My wife's like, oh, my God. And she took the remote and rewound it. She's like, I got to see this again. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was a good move. So. um, So, yeah, it's, you know, Sa- Samuel Jackson um, played his own music for the most part, I think, in this. I think there's a there's a blues artist who kind of wrote the music for it. Um, and. But Samuel L. Jackson actually learned how to play guitar for it, and because he, you know, he wanted to show, he wanted his hands to be shown playing the guitar. And he's not, there's nothing spectacular in it, but it's still pretty cool. And um, he's got a decent voice for the style of music. Um, are you a? Are, do you like the kind of Delta blues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, sound, and it's still, it's still a thing. I mean, there's still artists that do it. I mean, you saw it in with Oh Brother Where Art Thou too, and I think that was probably. A uh, a resurgence of that style of music at that point. Um, there's a uh, there's a guy here named um, and it's, his is a little his is a little more silly. Um, there's a guy in this area called Bullfrog Willard McGee. Um, he kind of looks like a bullfrog. He's got a big old beard, and um, but he uh, he plays kind of he this style of music and he's really good. I, I bought I bought one of his uh, CDs. I'm a, it's kind of a friend of ours. He um, but I mean, it's still it's still alive. There's still people that make this kind of music, and you hear a lot here in North Carolina. There's a lot of uh, there's still a lot of blues artists that are around. So there's actually a blues festival that happens very close to here um, every year, which is kind of fun. So, but um, what to go there instead of Horror Hound? <laughs> the blues festival at the Durham Bulls Athletic Park. That's where they Fuck have it. Yeah. Um, and I know they have like I know they have like beer and whiskey and fucking barbecue and everything there. So, mm. um. Uh, the 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 highlight of this film, I think, is Samuel L. Jackson's performance. Uh, I think um, <laughs> Christina, <laughs> Christina Ricci at times, at times she's very good. There's a few times where I felt like she was almost laughing. Um, where I don't know, I just got that feeling sometimes that maybe I don't know, I don't know. She, it's a weird a weird performance at times for her. But Samuel L. Jackson is is good throughout. Um, you really, I, I really found myself getting behind him. Um, you know, he, he does a good, you know, you, 
I think you complained about Carol Baker's southern accent. I think he was actually pretty good at the at this accent. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like he, you know, stuff like I aim to cure you of your wickedness and stuff like that. I thought it was sounding really <sighs> good. Right or wrong, you're gonna mind me. <laughs> what? You just said it was good, and then as soon as the fucking bring it up, no, no, no. I mean, no, 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 no. The the the, the his accent was all right, but the. the <laughs> Um, so, uh, and, and he starts to, you know, he starts to work out his shit as well because he, in the, it, through helping her, um, you know, he's, he's almost like a father figure to her, which she doesn't, you know, her, the father figure in her life appears only through kind of dreams for her as this kind of like blurry guy that comes in and fucking lights a lighter and I assume burns her feet with it or something. I don't know, but I didn't know he fucked her. Well, yeah, yeah. There's that, but there's always the lighter. You always hear the lighter. So, he, I mean, he might that might have you know that might have been something in the past too. And and this the relationship with his stepfather, boyfriend, whoever it was in her past, has made it almost impossible for her to have a relationship with her mother, who never really did anything apparently to help, um, even though she apparently knew it was going on. And this has really totally broken her. I mean, she she has that problem now with the the cicada noise i'll just say that the itch um you know when you see the, the I, I like the theme of the chain throughout uh where they they bring it up later on um with a with a belly chain which is a, a, a classy uh <laughs> a classy piece of jewelry but um it works you know the she she has security things and you know she falls asleep and where by wrapping this chain that she's you know she changed the radiator but she wraps it like tightly around her legs and stuff to fall asleep um, because I mean, she's kind of by herself at this point with Lazarus sleeping in the other room, but I don't know. I'm, I'm disappointed that you didn't like it. I thought you'd like this one. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say. I, I could keep going, but I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious now what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was good. Really? <laughs> what? Well, what, okay. So I, obviously you had some issues with it. What were your issues with it? Um, that it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so was it good or not? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me gather myself. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> wait a minute. I'm gonna choke on a peanut. <laughs> okay. Now, for just like I guess an explo- a sex exploitation movie, uh-huh. I think it's good. Okay, um, but that's I what it she- is. It's a it's a sex exploitation movie that has a heart. It's a, it's oh a it's a, it's exploitation, but there's some touching moments in it. <sighs> You don't think so? You don't think there was anything touching in it at all? I liked I liked the sexploitation part. Okay. I the the uh, the a sexploitation movie with a heart. It is. It fucking oh it, like, you God. get behind you get behind these characters. You you want no. you want to see them figure out their shit. I wanted to see Christina Ricci <laughs> get naked a lot and have lots of sex. Um and um I didn't want to see her redeemed. I didn't give a shit. Her stupid fucking douchebag boyfriend. I, that I just. Uh, uh. Um, let me ask you a question. Okay. If 
on a movie poster, it was a picture of a white dude with a chain around his neck mm-hmm. hooked to a young black chick. <laughs> it would never get released. There you go. Uh, and I thought it was and, – and I thought Christina Ricci – I mean I, I read a thing that she said that she was really um, disappointed with the movie, how it was marketed and – how it was done because she thought it was supposed to it was going to be something and it was basically marketed as a like a soft core um sexploitation movie now i don't know what the fuck she thought she was making <laughs> and she said the poster was um was like um um degrading mm-hmm. and this and that um I just I I like the first I liked all the way up until he got her this dress mm-hmm. and then everything started getting nice and sweet and blah 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 and then after that I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean I hate to be harsh but I mean um you know I aims to get the the devil out of you and shit like that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Um, I like the poster. I like the exploitation of women. (laughs) I like, you know, the fact that she was walking around in her little panties and her little white trash shirt. And she was just a little white trash, uh, nympho and stuff like that. Um, and you know the the part about him being this, you know, he's going to redeem her and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see. I, I I wouldn't. You know, I don't mind that being in there, but it just was. Too, it just got too goddamn sappy, sweet, nicey, nice. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. You know, but it just it just did. When people said, you know. Craig Brewer, you know, I keep hearing people say, what happened to him, man? What happened to him? You know, he was really on a roll. What happened to him? I'm like, well, he made Black Snake moan. Maybe that's what happened to him. I, 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 I like this. I, I think – I didn't like Hustle and Flow just because um, I think it's uh, – okay. Hustle and Flow – I hate to say, okay, I'm old and I don't, I never like, I never got into like hip hop music and shit like that, Uh but I will say this. The subject matter, I I mean, I sound like a fucking just an old piece of shit, but um, (laughs) it would, it was like making a movie about, okay, I never liked hip hop music. Okay. And, the glorification of this asshole piece of shit who was a fucking pimp uh, who treated women like fucking – I mean he basically – I'm sorry, but you know when you're a pimp, that's fucking white slavery and we're supposed to fucking think this guy's fucking great because he can fucking write down three-year-old you know, or, or uh, like grade school fucking rhymes and put it to some, <laughs> a fucking beat. Okay, so but, – but I will say this. And we're supposed to like Statham's character in Crank because he has a big penis and rapes his girlfriend? He didn't rape his girlfriend. She liked it. How can you rape somebody if they like it? That's not rape. Anyway. Uh-huh. It's not. Am I correct? 
if it's your girlfriend hey, she and you have sex with her and she gets against into her will. It, against her will? Did she, she, didn't want, like she, she didn't want to be fucked in the middle of Chinatown. Did it look like it was against her will? Exactly, because it's fucking, a dumb fucking movie. You're full of shit. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, I will say this, though. Assholes are celebrated in movies all the time, and you don't have to get behind a character. No, you no, don't no, have no, to no, agree no, with no, a character. See, to but be, you're not letting me finish. To be interested in what happens to him. Um, what the hell was that movie fucking called? Hustle and Flow. <laughs> Hustle and Flow. Okay, but what I, was, what I was going to say before you cut me off. You're full of it. Was I thought that was it was a, it was still a good movie. Okay. This one, I. Th- it was less realistic. I thought it started out being a good movie for what I for what I wanted it to be. Uh-huh. But then it just got too goddamn goody goody sappy shit. <laughs> I wanted it to continue. I didn't want to see. I mean, I don't even. I don't mind redemption or whatever. I don't know. It just. I. I How would you have had the movie end? Her getting fucked by, by a lot of guys by Lazarus. Well, that happened. Yeah. That happened yeah. already. <laughs> I would have. I. I mean, I would like to have had it be more her, like fucking tempting him and shit like that and you know i don't know i, I thought it was gonna be sexploitation let's make it sexploitation <laughs> i didn't want it to fucking okay it'd be sexploitation and then it end up being this goddamn fucking church movie <laughs> the- and how about this this movie also had uh, <laughs> she fucking rapes a 14 year old boy they said he was 14 yeah I thought it was. I thought it was pretty funny when he finds him in the barn and he said, <laughs> he asked him if he wants a cigarette. He's like, "Well, that's usually what you do when you finish. You smoke or you leave him smoking." <laughs> and when it comes to fucking glorification of rape, this is coming from one pickle loaf who felt sorry for the fucking pedophile rapist murderer <laughs> in Hard Candy. It was that was the way the story was handled. But then you fucking pick on Statham. For having sex because he's okay. He's there. He he's gonna die if he doesn't get rid of this energy. Sex with his girlfriend, who he's in love with, mm-hmm. to save his life. But you fucking feel sorry for a guy who fucking kidnapped a. In all, like, in, well, in all fairness, I did say I almost felt sorry guy. because I was so annoyed by her and. So girl is annoying. It's okay to fucking rape him and murder him. The character, that whole fucking movie is annoying. <laughs> no, it's not. This is annoying. No, hard candy is shit. Snake mode. I thought it was good. To tell you the truth. What was? I like snake mode. <laughs> what, did, what did you really think of it? No, I thought it was good. What? <laughs> Make up your mind. It was. Um, there's parts of me that 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 think it was stupid. Yeah. But there's parts of me that think okay. That it was a pre-manufactured cult film. Okay. Don't you think it was a pre-manufactured well, cult film? Well, yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's done in a, it's done in a way that I mean, there's no like weird filters on it. There's no, but it's I mean, it's it's made to be out there, just mm-hmm. like this last one was, just like just like uh, Baby Doll was. It's made to be unrealistic. I don't know what it was about this one. It just – it's like two different movies. It's like – Yeah. 
it's like you had the. It's almost like the goddamn one with Clooney and the vampires, where you yeah. had a cool thing at the beginning with him and Tarantino, his brothers robbing a bank, and then halfway through it switches to something else. Do you like um, that movie? Huh? Do you like how do you? What do you think of that? What do you? Think I loved of? the first half, and I wish that they would have made a movie about <laughs> Seth Gecko and his brother going and just fucking robbing places and being badass motherfuckers, and then it turned into a stupid movie. <laughs> uh, um, See, I like that one a lot too. First half of that movie, I would give like a goddamn eight point seven five or something. In the second half, I would give it like a fucking two. So, so with this one. This it, one just it, it just it, I think uh, I think going I think going that route and making the entire movie just like the first it one it would have been easy and two it would have been better. Well I no I think it would have been forgettable. I don't think it would have I don't think it would have made a name for itself because then you're just I think like this was pretty forgettable. It'd be another I don't I mean this this movie has stuck with me. I know, I've seen this multiple times. I own this movie. But what parts stick with you? The parts where I love Samuel L. Jackson in it. I no, think but, but but to me, the parts that stick with me in this movie are her shaking her little ass. Okay. Uh, him fucking putting the chain on her at the beginning, and and that like that tug of war, but both uh, uh, metaphorical and as, as soon as as soon as she gives in. And she just suddenly becomes this goddamn whatever. Then I mean, it just was like, it just happened too. It happened way too goddamn, just easy and too fast. Okay. I mean, she still has the problem. It's they that that it hits her all the way through the movie, and through this extreme situation, she's learned how to deal with it better. Yeah, I thought that was kind of. <laughs> and she this. has to, and she has to be grown up for. Her boyfriend, who or husband, I guess that he, uh, you know, that that he almost can't function at times because of his deal. And I wouldn't you know, be able to function either if my fucking girlfriend was going around. Believe me, I've dealt with that before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe the truth's coming out. Yeah, fucking horror, I hated her fucking movie. That's why I hate it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I there it was. Yeah, it it wasn't uh, whatever. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, uh, this, but I, I, you know what I remember about this movie? That I remember. Fun. I like Samuel L. Jackson a lot. I like that the first half of the movie sets a certain stage. It gets you into it, and then, then you believe it or not. In a movie like this, you would never feel like you you're rooting for the characters. You'd be like, oh yeah, she's gonna show her titties again, or yeah, he's gonna fucking like whip her with the chain, and that doesn't happen. And I, that's what I admire about it is that it, it doesn't take that easy route, and it you know it goes away and it, and it makes such you an easy route, which is okay. She has fucking this mental illness, and here this asshole fucking kidnaps her, fucking holds her against her fucking <laughs> he will. He, he he nurses her back to health. She's fucking beat to a pulp and laying unconscious in a road, like he fucking, uh, he dying he fucking of pneumonia. Kidnapped her, and he fucking chained her up and held her against her fucking will. <laughs> okay, and um. You know, and I like the I, and I I like and, so, and somehow because he fucking uh, as a goddamn Bible, he fucking can just he he's <laughs> this, he, he he can just fucking cure the fucking world and and it's it it's what he feels like she needs and it ends up helping her. So maybe it was the right call. I don't know. 
well, yeah, it was the right call because it's a fucking movie. I could write it that the right call would be for him to fucking treat her like the like a uh, fucking the sad turtle in the secretary, and that was the right call, and it helped her because he beat her ass and bent her over the desk and fucked her, <laughs> made her shit her pants, and, and, and jacked off on her and shit and let her eat one pea. You know, that's the right call. But I mean, it's just fucking ugh, give me a break. <laughs> Hey, well, it's a it's it's a it's a movie again at its source, at its heart, and you know, you, you, yeah. you're either on board or you're not, I guess. So, um, you know, this one works. And I, like I said, I like the music a lot. I, the soundtrack's great. Um, you know, Richie does a good job. Justin Timberlake is a good is does a good job. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot in the movie. But um, Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, he's he's he has an endearing character in it. He, I'll tell you something about. Timberlake and I've never been like a fan of him because I just uh, I don't know I, I think it, I, I don't know maybe I'm like fucking uh, Carl Malden in Baby Doll uh-huh. with him but he does do like that like this movie I mean this was not a I could see him like going and he could easily go and make movies where he's the badass guy yeah, or whatever yeah. and this was like I mean he's a puss not a puss, but I mean, he's got mental yeah. problems and shit like that. And I like that his self-deprecating humor and shit like that. Um, so, but I forgot he was in this. And as soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, God. But he wasn't <laughs> bad. He just got that little squeaky voice. I'm like, God, man, what a puss. But I mean, you know, real life puss, not real, not movie puss. He was puss in the movie, too. <laughs> kind of, yeah. He, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, but I think, I think Samuel Jackson's performance for me is what I take out most of this one. Did the, okay, I mean, now I've heard Will, this guy that does another podcast, talk <laughs> about like the movie The Help, uh, uh-huh. where every but every African American in it is, um, you know, they had they, they, they now not not everyone because of course you know the one guy uh, you know that was a pretty hot scene when that guy was banging her from behind in the fucking hotel room and she <laughs> that had her was face that was David her. Banner that was great I would just like to see more of that but I can just see that anytime I'll go on XNXX. But um, the the uh, majestic, um, what do you want to call it? The majestic, uh, spiritual, uh, soulful African American. You know, everybody, but with the exception of him, in this movie was like like the woman in the the fucking uh, pharmacy, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, the fucking preacher, the young kid, and everything. She just needed to, be, and then she goes to the to the African American bar, and it's like. Then all of a sudden, everything is great because she's got this. She's sensing the spirituality and getting the soul in her, and all this. And that. that's kind of fucking. I don't know if I caught that from it because what? Okay, with that's what that's what I'm saying. Like what? Like when Will was talking about the help. Yeah. How every 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 African American character in it was kind of like that. Yeah. Where if, if you know, and it's I, I don't know. Maybe Will's racist. <laughs> you know, I thought that the guy that did, that played the Reverend was actually pretty good in it. Um, he he had an interesting and and it was cool that when he sat down You're with her. You're a very spiritual person. You may not be you may not be uh uh like a big Christian person. Yeah. But you you have because you're into like the Buddhism and stuff like that. See, I don't feel that shit. I think that's all fucking. I just don't. I think it's bullshit. Well, I like the I like the the conversation he had with her about you know that too many people are worried about the end goal. That too many people are worried about being in heaven and. Where they kind of ignore what's going on here, and that, I mean that added a cool little twist <laughs> to that character. Hey, 
it did. That, that added an interesting twist to the character that you would, would assume would just be. No, if she would have just went to church, everything would have been okay. <laughs> Probably. Oh <laughs> what the fuck? She What's wrong? What happened to you? <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. No, you're not. I'm not. I love church. Um, <laughs> <laughs> praise Jesus. Um, no, and, I, I, and you know, and I liked I liked Samuel Jackson's relationship with uh, with the pharmacist. I thought it was kind of I thought it was a neat little addition to the movie too. Um, it was oh it, I mean it was sweet. It was. I oh liked, my god! Hey, hey, this is a, it was a, this is a surprising movie from how it's marketed it and how it starts. <laughs> oh it's surprising. <laughs> it would not have been surprising if it would just stayed trashy the whole time and it stayed fucking not at the center of the earth. That's one thing that I liked about fucking Hustle and Flow is that it kind of stayed trashy the whole time. <laughs> there was too much fucking bullshit redemption, you know. Oh my god, sappy sap fucking sap was pouring out of this movie like no, it's not, it's not was sappy. pulling out or pouring out of her butthole at the beginning it's not sappy it's uh oh my god not sappy it's right. uh <laughs> it, you know it's so sappy i say i say okay rate it we're gonna I, I say check this out i don't think it's sappy i like the story um i like the trashy elements but i like the sweet elements too uh, great soundtrack and you get to see christina ricci's tits quite a bit she there had a hot go. little body in the movie um i get this a 7.75 mm, 7.25 <laughs> you're full of shit what? <laughs> it's just so stupid but you just fucking like gave it a positive review i jacked off to it quite a bit <laughs> All right, so seven point seven five. Oh, I, I was. I, didn't, I told you I did. I thought it was. It was all right. You know what? I'm going to go an eight. I, it's it's just as good. Oh, as the other movie, too. Oh my god, you are in love. You are like the you 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 are are you fucking it's like a, are you going through menopause or something? It's slightly right now? better than a three star movie for me. Oh my god, not quite three and a half. Somewhere in between. Eight eight out of ten is good for me. Lover boy, lover boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a piece of shit, motherfucker. I'm gonna raise mine up to a seven point five then. <laughs> three stars from Zom. No, three. I give it a seven point two five. I, I I liked it. I, my first time I watched it, I liked it. And you didn't uh, like it this as much time. Before. I just kind of. I don't I think, know. I think your balls had you in a bad mood this week. <laughs> I maybe. Uh, and these fucking porn chips are a little plain. Dude, you watched it early too. Maybe you should have watched it this morning. You would have felt a little better. <laughs> All right. Uh, she so, was hot, though. I'll tell you what. I, she was very hot. You know, I liked her in Buffalo '66 when she was really young and kind of chubby. Yeah, because she had she had big milky boobs. But um, they said that she only ate like um, stuff that had no nutritional value because she <laughs> wanted to be like skinny and look whatever. Hey, she does. She looks ill through most of the movie. I mean, but this this I think changed her. Um, her probably like self perception because she's been kind of skinny ever since. Yeah, this. she's never went back, Man. and um, and and they also said that she walked around like that, like half naked, with just the panties and the little half shirt. Mm-hmm. That shirt had to have been taped on a few times there. Yeah, now she, when but, she wants it off, she had no problem whipping her titties out. But like Samuel Jackson, I guess he told her he said, "Go put some clothes on, girl," or something like that, <laughs> and she couldn't do it. She said she was just going to walk around like that. You know, the whole time because she wanted to get into character. But it really did say that, like, she she really was disappointed. And I don't know if she said she distanced herself from the movie or whatever, but she thought it was going to be something else. And they turned it. I don't think she – she didn't think it was – 
I think I think also I think that a lot of women's rights uh, groups really fucking slammed the shit out of this movie. Oh, I could definitely see that. I mean, so, it's, it's, you know, and I think that's why that's something that bugged me um, because um, I care more about women's rights than you do. <laughs> you sure? No, I couldn't care less. Right. No, I, seriously. I, I did – the reason I brought up the thing about the poster where I said, what if it was a white guy with a, a – a, 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 what if it was me mm-hmm. with a 18-year-old black girl on a chain and she's down on her knees like that and I'm standing over her like that. That's the thing because I, I read some stuff like that and I think that in some ways that some of the stuff that I read uh, may have um, – I wouldn't say influenced me, yeah. but made me think about things other than because what I thought about this movie just, was a exploitation movie, and I thought, oh, Christina Ricci's hot, and it was hot, her being drug around on a chain. But then you start thinking about it, and you're like, okay, this is kind of degrading and everything. So maybe that's why. But I'm telling you, I just I I thought it was it got it was real sappy <laughs> for me, just for me, yeah. and I'm, I'm just for you. I liked her little boots and her little shorts and her little panties. He uh. Oh, sure. I, there, there's a scene uh, where he picks her up out of the dirt to carry her back inside, and he fuck his right hand was just full of tit, and I was just like, I wonder how many times he asked to refilm this because you know, <laughs> it was just like the way he picked her up, the way her body ended up laying in his arms, mm-hmm. his right hand was just full of tit right under her shirt. You could tell it was awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. like he's like, oh, I didn't feel quite right about that scene. Let's let's film that one more time. <laughs> so he probably went and got his Bible and felt better about it, and everything worked out. Fine. <laughs> Do you think is Samuel Jackson a religious guy? Do you know? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. He used to he used to smoke crack. I know that. Yeah, crack. He was a crack oh. addict. Cool. Let's take Whatever, a break. You know, good uh, uh, we're gonna call this an eight and a seven point two five, and we're gonna take a break and come back and do some feedback, motherfuckers. Added points. Just I, I, you, you shouldn't be allowed to add points after you've said it. Well, uh, you know, I started comparing it to the previous movie, and I had a similar. I had a similar feel after both of them. Do you want to add points to that one too? No, 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 because I uh, I felt I felt good about that one, but it's like uh, I, I enjoyed them about the same amount. So oh, okay, well, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, let's take a break and come back and do feedback. We'll be right back. <laughs> talk to you about something very important today. That's outside the cinema. I know a lot of you listening now enjoy the film world. Boy, outside the cinema covers all kinds of good films. If you're looking for the classics, perhaps you're looking for a good old Nazi film where the Nazis torture and rape everyone in sight. Or giant monsters crawl from the sea. Or perhaps an Italian film where Edward's finish takes her clothes off for no apparent reason. Or renegade bikers just do whatever they damn well please. Perhaps even occasionally turn into a werewolf. Then outside the cinema is your place to go. That's www.outsidethecinema.com Outside the Cinema, your source for cult movie discussion. Think about Richie fucking to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Think about me fucking reaching to this. <laughs> it just got better. Standing in the sun. 
So, guess what? We got feedback. Yay! Um, and we got, some, we got one in un, right under the gun. Just came in. I don't know who that is. So, let's get into it. We all we got was voicemail this week, and we'll start with this one. Hey there, it's Emily. I'm calling about the Glue episode, which of course I enjoyed heartily. Um, I did grow up watching Glow, and I think as I've said before, um, I find it a an early lesson in feminism, in a way, because I grew up with, um, you know, my brother's watching WWF, and then all of a sudden there was Glow, and it was like, oh my god, look at women wrestling, and to me, I, as a kid, I thought it was like really, you know, empowering. I, it, it's fun, I'm really curious to watch the documentary, because I think... Um, Looking from the clips I watched as an adult of it, I realized I was not the target audience. That it was, well, I imagine it was more catered towards a male audience. Um, but I don't know. Some of the things you said made me think maybe they were just really did want female wrestling, and it wasn't necessarily all about um, the, the TNA, if you will. Um, and I am very excited to watch that. And I almost remember the theme song. If I thought really hard, I could sing it, but I'm not going to. Uh, there was something else that I don't remember, so I'm just gonna go. Bye. <laughs> good, good, good call. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Emily liked the review. Um, I, I actually I knew she was one of the ones that really wanted to see it. So I hope it comes out sooner rather than later, so everybody can check it out. Yeah, good yeah. movie. All right, we got a couple here that might be entertaining. They might have been recorded in a shed. Here we go. Hello. Is it silver and gold? Anyway, this is Jason fucking Stafer, man. I'm uh, calling in because I've been hearing on the fucking podcast grapevine that uh, one of you pricks has been calling me out on my ability <laughs> to make a fucking good movie. He's jerking off. Now, uh, excuse all this panting because I'm actually on a run because I wouldn't actually sit down and give this fucking podcast the time of day or my time out of my day fucking calling you okay so I'm doing this while running got my fucking phone here this is all good anyway back to the fucking problem Statham has an amazing phone the pin- sound quality pinch is alive. <laughs> what's his fucking pickle life pickle pinch life because really pinch a pinching a loaf means taking a shit <laughs> so <laughs> You know, there's not much fucking difference between the two. I think pickle life, pinch life, it's all shit, isn't it? But anyway, I'd just like to call him out. He talks I'm funny. fucking questioning my ability to make a fucking good movie. You ain't made no fucking movie, sunshine. You just sit behind that fucking sunshine. mic there. All tough, talking shit about me on the fucking Facebook and everything. You know, I'm a fucking black belt, motherfucker. Black belt and kickboxing. <laughs> black belt and fucking origami. Fucking Tai Chi, I'm a yellow belt, I'm nearly fucking there, I'm getting up the ladder. You know? All these fucking martial arts. You You better watch yourself, sunshine. I'll be coming up behind you and snapping your fucking head like a fucking chicken. And then I'll snap your neck too, because that's probably what I was supposed to say in the first place. But anyway. Oh, fuck. When you've been running for fucking 86 kilometres, it's time I should fucking stop. But, um, 
Anyway. What's a uh, kilometer? Keep the show up. Get rid of that pickle loaf, cunt. I think it's like a tenth of a mile. Fuck a bit brighter on there, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, have a good one. I fucking love the show. Except that pickle loaf, guys. But yeah, <laughs> Pinch a keep it up. And uh, you guys are fantastic. Excuse me. I'm going to puke. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, another Statham. He, did, he, he had a slightly different accent from last week. I don't yeah. know. Justin, he's getting better. Just, Justin, yeah, he's, he's moved to Australia now. So hopefully, uh, yes. hopefully Justin will move to the UK when he calls in again. So. No, Australia is just fine. That's the other side of the world. <sighs> so, stuff. Here's another one. I don't know who this one's from. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Feedback, motherfuckers. Feed sack. Oh, right. I need to ask, Feedback. what did you think of James' entry to the uh, White Snake contest yeah, last yeah. week? Yep. Cool. Uh, I have made a ruling on that. Awesome. He what? has been disqualified from the contest. Uh oh. Fucking what? Because from what <laughs> I heard, like all uh. Australians, he kept saying silver and gold. Uh, it is silver off. and gold. You're out. Uh, Just right. wins. That's it. Suburbanite slob, wait a minute. That would be you. He really loves his porno and a Cuban cigar. <laughs> Do you know the song yet? But sometimes that just ain't enough to keep a guy like him interested. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, oh no. He's gotta go out and have fun at my goddamn expense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
Okay. I suppose I better find out who fucking won this competition then. Fast forward a bit. Oh, okay, where are we? Let's see. Who wins this fucking comp? We will give the gold. The gold goes to. Oh, I landed James right on the spot. From Australia! Oh, I won! From Australia! Okay, silver? Yeah, uh, silver? Yeah, cancel everything I just said, Zom. Uh, love the show. <laughs> Fucking great. You guys are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of the voicemail. Yeah, I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> you know that um, um, Louis C.K. has implied before that uh, that song was stolen from his uh, bit as well. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the in particular the handicapped people making handicapped faces was a line that he used in his stand-up when he was nice. on tour with uh with uh leary back in the day so. well uh, fucking what's his name probably stole it and gave it to um to sandler <laughs> gang cook probably sold it to him you mean to, to leary yeah uh, oh wait to leary sold, oh wait, no. to leary yeah. i'm sorry I, I thought it was uh yeah dennis leary uh, yeah whatever they used to play that um, – there was a radio station that used to play that when I was growing up. Well, not growing up, but when I was in high school. Uh, and they, they, it wasn't bleeped. I thought it was weird. They, they would play it in the morning when I would – because I, I woke up. It was, it was like a classic rock station, and they would play that. Well, song. I think if, if they're saying asshole as far as like a medical term or <laughs> as far as a person, like you uh, know, a degrading thing. You just can't talk about somebody's chocolate starfish. Ooh. <laughs> Next voicemail. You know it's hard out here for a podcaster. Nobody feedbacks except so for Justin. Also, oh, Gold. Yes, nobody does feedback except for Justin and uh, Metal Mikey. Although I, I guarantee on, on Hanukkah, I get a, I get a Metal Mikey uh, near enough every episode. So at least I'm winning there. Um, but yeah, excited for this episode. Um, Black Snake Moan, wonderful. I uh, really loved it when it came out, and I loved Hustle and Flow. It is a shame that. Um, Craig Brewer has uh, gone the way he's gone, but I suppose Hollywood, you know. Oh, what a shame. Black Flag Moan had uh, good blues. It was all based around music. Hustle and Flow was based around music. So let's give him the Footless um, remake. But it does actually make me want to watch Footless remake, but I, I doubt I ever will. Uh, but if I do, I will at least be able to say, well, I'm watching it for a reason. But I, I do think that uh, when the song, you know, Hearted Here for a Pimp or whatever it was called, won the Oscar for Best Song that year, I do think it was, um, you know, along the lines of Halle Berry and uh, Denzel Washington winning that year. Um, of course, Denzel does deserve an Oscar, but uh, I really don't think his uh, Oscar is private place for training day, although it is a great film. He's done a whole lot better work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on a side note, you know, I'd like to... to uh, Make me feel good. Objects after celebrities were in my house. So Denzel Washington, I call my um, my dishwasher is Denzel Washington. And when I have dishes to do, I say, I need to feed Denzel Washington. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, I, I also call my uh, surround sound. When I'm putting on something, I say, we better put the Susan surround sound on. And, Susan uh, surround that sound. pretty funny as well. Just like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you know what? Other podcast is pretty funny. Uh, Hamakis. Hamakis. Never uh, heard of it. Hammer and Hamakis, and every time you was linked in between. So, uh, you know, maybe some of your listeners would like to punch, punch on over there. And have a wee chat, check it out. All right, well, see you later. Ta-ra. Go listen to Hamakis. 
Hamakus. Was that your Arnold Schwarzenegger? Hamakus. Go listen to Hamakus. All right. Well, Hamakus, go to work. Thank you, Bryn, for being on my side of the Black Snake Moan camp. 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 Camp loaf. I guess I just don't like black people. We got cheese and titties <laughs> and no racism. <laughs> Next voicemail. Listen to Hamakus. Hey guys, it's the Cinemastic Justin Arbolster. Hey, I'm going to do something gun. revolutionary here. I'm actually going to call in and comment on a film when I'm only about 20 minutes into it. It's uh, one, another one for it's another lifetime movie for the movie Elliot book. It's the uh, the pregnancy pact, which is based oh, on the true no. story of teens getting pregnant. Yeah, I, uh, to me that was true nowadays. But to me, uh, this is baffling me, and it's the sad thing is it's probably real. Okay, so in the film, man, in real life, you know. There's the school nurse wants to bring contraceptives into school because, hey, you know, that might prevent, you know, teen pregnancy. They're still going to fuck because they're teenagers, you know, Dude. but, you know, at least now they're, you know, they're not going to be pregnant. What's the language? This isn't the fucking Jones, all that Parents don't want to do that because, you know, still promotes teen sex. Okay, fine. I'm not on their side, but I can see where they're coming from. But here's where their, their argument just not only becomes invalid, but just, this confuses me. They're against putting contraceptives in the school, but they had no problem building an entire daycare center for the high school so the pregnant so the teen mom can drop their children off there while they're in class. Now, I don't know about any of you people, but wouldn't having a daycare center in the high school promote teen sex? And not only that, but teen pregnancy? That's like saying, no. hey, it's okay if you get pregnant. We'll, we'll help you take care of the kid. You, you, you can't say you don't want contraceptive. You can't complain. Sorry, let me see this part. I'm a little flabbergasted. You can't complain about teens getting pregnant and teen sex and how contraception contrac- just promotes that when you already have a daycare center promoting that in the first place. It, 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 it's really baffling my mind. It almost makes me think that the only reason that these people are complaining about the contraceptives is because if they don't have, if they just let you know, that go, they really have nothing else to complain about, and then they have nothing else to do, and they're sad, pathetic lies, except eat pasta and watch Maury. I don't know, which... No mm, offense to anybody who eats pasta and watches more ants. That's that's a fun time. I'm just uh, I'm just only like 20 minutes into it's just it's baffling me. It's not even so bad. It's just confusing. It's I mean, lifetime movies are horrible, but it, yeah, I think maybe it's more or less confusing because in this case, it's not so much lifetime. Is I can easily see this happening. Though I've never heard of a high school having a daycare. Uh, I could be wrong. It's only been a few years since I've been out. Goes to show my age, uh, but that. Yeah, I don't know. It, just, it baffles me. I, t- I just want to. I want to. I want to get the opinion of the silver and gold miners of Black Design of, of Pickle Loaf and all, all the miners out there. Am I am I crazy or is it, or are the people in this film just stupid? Yeah, all right, crazy. I'm gonna go back and try to finish this. Uh, I may bang my head against the wall. May not. We'll find out if I'm in hospital or not with a concussion. Keep up the good work, guys. <laughs> with a concussion? Wait, what? Where did the concussion part come from? Who, the, who knows? <laughs> oh, man. His fucking movies, man. God. I get tired when I just watch shitty movies all the time. Stupid, fundy shit. <laughs> Sappy black snake moan. <laughs> Sappy black snake moan shit. Wait. God damn what? it. Tricked yeah. you, didn't I? You got me. Ah, uh, see. Well, that's it for voicemail. He just sent that in like 10 minutes ago. Well, you know. Okay. Whatever. Awesome. Thanks, Justin. Uh, Thanks, Justin. Did his book fi- get did it get finished? I thought he was wrapping up that book. It seems like he's still watching the movies for it. Did he say movie <laughs> book? I don't even know. He'll never quit. He'll never quit. 
Moving to Alia 2. He'll never fucking quit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the fucking girl in the ring. He never <laughs> sleeps. <laughs> Poor I Justin. I can't stop listening. All right, Just keep doing minutes. what you're doing, Justin. One so, of these days, you'll be getting some contraception and hanging out at the daycare at the... Uh, getting a teenager pregnant. Junior um, so the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh He almost is a teenager. Maybe you could get somebody like Bipetal. Young little snot nose. Uh, so next week... Why did you just call him a young little snot nose? Because like, he almost is a teenager. Oh, okay. He's only... What are you? He's like, he's like 17, right? Already knows all this shit about shitty movies. Yeah, but he's, I think he has pubes. He just got his pubes. I felt like I watched something this week. Oh, in Descendants, when they said something about, well, we all know you got pubes, the, the text that the daughter sent to the fat girl in class. <laughs> A little bit. not very nice. Um, anyway, the uh, next week for the show, um, we, we kind of meant to do this last week, but we are dumb and forgot. Um, t- as kind of a... a uh, in honor of... Ernest Borgnine, who passed away. Borgnine, who passed away. When was it? Week and a half ago. Guy was ninety-five years old, but um, you know, fucking legend in Hollywood and all sorts. I mean, out out of Hollywood too. I'm sure. Um, we're gonna do. We we meant to do a couple of Borgnine movies last week because of the split day we um of recording. We kind of overlooked it by Friday. We just decided to do two movies that we thought Ernest Borgnine might jack off to. <laughs> so we're going to do two movies that Ernest Borgnine would like to touch himself while watching. Um, that's what we just did. Oh, right. The, yeah. uh, so Zom put up a little uh, uh, poll on the on the Facebook group. Yeah, I took um, initiative. She, he took initiative, unlike anything I've ever done in my life. And uh, the uh, the votes are in. Next week, will we 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 little ride a Somebody dubbed this Poseidon uh, Adventure. Yay. Yeah, from 1972 was the number two vote getter, and the number one vote getter was the James wild, from Australia. What? James no. from Australia, the Wild Bunch. So uh, a couple of uh, fun little Borgnine roles there. Actually, I can't say about Poseidon Adventure because I've never seen it. But yeah. um, I do love the Hackman, and I love the Borgnine. So. You know, rest in peace. Red buttons. Rest in pieces, Ernest. Oh, wait, and just peace, just peace. And uh, the Wild Bunch uh, with a lot of other famous motherfuckers. Um, that is the the Peck and Paw film. So that one's from '69. Yeah, cool. So um, we'll thanks. Get to do something for what? Go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to thank our buddies up in or our buddy up in yeah. camp. Yeah, we want we for that. Um, you know, we we had some discussions and stuff in the Wild Bunch, and we just want to say we love our friend in Canada, Vishnu. So we we love you, Vish. Love you, Vish. All right, so love uh, that curly hair. Thanks, <laughs> thanks to everybody that uh, called in this week. Uh, check out Emily at Deadly Doll's House. Uh, Deadly. Blogs, the Deadly Doll. I can't remember Deadly Doll's and House the, blogspot. At the New York Mets. Big New York Mets fan. She's always at the games, and um, Gleecast is her podcast and if girls on film ever comes back and um well check out uh hammockus also and who else called in oh yeah freaking awesome network justin freaking freaking william freaking awesome network and so cool Cernan, tune in for the borg nine uh we'll just call it a magnificent bastard episode how about that yeah yeah well fucking why not yeah and um so uh you can always feedback us at 206-339-1600 uh, our webs our, our email is um, 
silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, find us on iTunes or silvaandgold.com and join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash silver and gold. You got a request to join. We passed 150 members this week. It is awesome. It is awesome. So, uh, that's about it for me. Zom, do you have anything else, sir? I have nothing to say to you. I gotta fucking <laughs> get to work. Uh, midnight show of Dark Knight Rises. Yay. Yeah. Cool. Until next week, this is Loaf Oot. And Zom. Bye. Bye.